It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. What's up, everybody? Pushing the Limits time on a Tuesday. So glad you could join us. Streaming everywhere on my uh, Facebook page. I'm Pushing the Limits Facebook page. On my Twitter page, which is Pushing Limits LB. And I'm pumped up, man. For a lot of different reasons. we got a great show lined up for you. As you know, breaking news yesterday. The Vegas Golden Knights firing Pete DeBoer. So I said to myself, what better person to have on than the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights? Dan Duva, he's going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour. Very funny comedian, Delilah, is going to be joining us in studio in hour number two. And uh, I don't know, I heard a rumor that she uh, is attracted to Chris Wynn. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but Chris Wynn is... She's only human, my friend. That's the voice of Chris Wynn joining us in the studio. Yes, it is. Chris Wynn... Good to see you, Brian. Good to see you. It's a too. Tuesday thing instead of a Monday thing. You know, Win just Win just fires me up, man. They're I like, did. I and, and you know what, Numchuck and to the PTL listeners out there, it was my objective <laughs> to get Brian Shapiro pretty much the same color of the shirt that he is wearing here live in studio right now. Just say, that was my purpose, yeah. and I think I almost accomplished it. We'll get to that in a, in a minute, but I just want to say I went with Chris to a uh, buffet yesterday. Asia buffet. Pretty good buffet, by the way. I enjoy it. We good hit food. it a lot. It's a good spot. So, I went to a uh, spa the other day, and uh, I was attempting to shave my head. Uh, not because I'm a skinhead or a white supremacist. I'm not. Uh, but uh, I shaved my head. I'm, I'm lightly balding, I guess you could say. So, uh, Well, I'm bald. So I shaved my head because I don't want to look like a clown. You know, some people, when they don't have hair, uh, they decide to keep that clownish look. You know, some people do that. Uh, it's just, uh, well, what's so funny, guys? Why are you guys laughing? I'm serious. You know people that, that don't. Shade the, it was I'm, funny because Nunchuck shined a nice pink light over the top oh, of your okay. very shiny Thank bald you. head. So I that's what that. was funny. Yeah. So I had a razor <laughs> that was very dull, and I didn't have another razor on me. Right. And I'm coming out of the shower. It was, a, you know, I don't want to gross you out, Chris. The image of me coming out of the shower, I know that might excite you. But anyway. Uh, or disgust me. So, <laughs> so I'm halfway <laughs> finishing, and it took me like an hour to shave half my head. I, mm-hmm. I just gave up, right? <laughs> so I forgot to finish shaving the following day. And, uh, you know, my hair looked like it looked terrible. It looked like I had some sort of disease or something. So I'm watching Chris at the buffet and we're eating. And it's very off-putting to me when I see Chris sucking anything, let alone shrimp. It's very off-putting. He sucks the life out of the shrimp for the flavor. And he makes this noise when he's sucking the shrimp. And it, it's not very appetizing. So I said to someone else, I said, what do you think is worse? Uh, my haircut, is that less appetizing? Or watching Chris suck shrimp? Uh, so if you go on my social media page, Twitter, and Chris's social media, you can... Well, uh, it wasn't somebody else. It was Rick, our esteemed producer here yes, at PTL, yes. who Who's was not ha- here today, having, who was eating with us. Yes, and he's the one that actually took the pictures and, put, not, the, and put the poll up on social yeah, media. He's not... He, I heard a rumor he's not but here. But the question I had for Brian was, to all the listeners out there, the question was, Brian, right? It was why... How, first of all, why you're, are you so you're, loud you're, you're all going the out in public why are you with your yelling? hair like ha- all jacked like, up. Numbers. Calm down. Like, it's everywhere. Why do you yell so, all the time? Well, I'm not yelling. We're the only three... 
I talk in very loudly. I do talk if, very if loudly. If you don't talk but loud enough, Numchuck can raise your levels. Why do you always so yell? So, Brian, Brian, the question still Numchuck, stands. hold on a second. You went out in public Chris, with your hair jacked up. We go to these press conferences, and Chris is yeah. the only one that's like, Chris Wynn, KSHP. Like, I mean, like, dude, why are you yelling in the microphone? Relax. By the way, I heard a rumor that Rick Bo- Rick's not here today because he's pleasuring himself to a picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene. I don't know if that's true or not. I thought but, he was belly up at basically a uh, yeah. poker machine <laughs> at a, a gas station locally here so in So anyway, <laughs> that, probably. But, but the any- question still stands, Brian. Why yes. do you, 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 you went out in public with your hair like all jacked up Why in, do you in suck a zigzag. Shrimp? In a zigzag, t- well, see, you're, you're you're deflecting now. This you do, this, you, you deflect all the time. But you you actually you actually you went out in public with your hair like all zigzagged. I was like, I was like, right. why wouldn't you? Just I will finish pose, that off. Okay, listen. I will off. pose this question to our listeners, and then we can move on. Because okay, so you're not going to answer the question. You're just going to ask me another. I question. told you why. I gave you the story, oh. dummy. I gave you the story. You've hey. never heard of that before. Chef. I have. No, hold I, on, no, I hold really, on, Numchuck. This is serious. News. So Brian, yes, I've it's never on the stream. We put the picture. So Brian, up yes, no, I've yeah. I've never seen any of my friends. Okay, okay. over over the okay. fifty plus years. You don't have any friends. I've lived anywhere. Okay, that that goes out with their head half shaved. It's not like and and folks out there, listeners out there, it wasn't like you. You like don't hang out with the clan. A, it's not like he went out there and shaved a corner of his head, and then right, it was like we get the idea. and he stopped. It I, was like there was like a zigzag yeah. thing going on, like yeah. you're chopping it yeah. up as you well, were shaving your head. It was all weird. Truth be that's told, right, that's truth be weird. told, I was, was shaving. I was shaving my pubes, and then I I went to the to the other head. Okay, does that make you feel better, Chris? I exp- yeah, TMI. I ex- so this, is, this is another TMI experience you, for Brian. I, ex- I explained to you what happened. I had a dull razor, you buffoon. I had I had a dull razor. It happens from time to time. Why do you suck shrimp like? You're in some sort well, of porn the, movie because the fl- it has a nice sugary flavor that's it's on the disgusting. outside. That's why and he makes I do that it. sucking noise. It's like, very tasty. It's just so gross. I He's, gave you the answer why I do it. Just eat the shrimp. Just no, take a bite out of it. Don't nice, suck on your food. Brian, there's a very sugary coating on <laughs> the outside of the shrimp. There's a there's a method to the madness. The reason it's why I do it. It's not a lollipop. It's, not, it's a I, I don't piece just of do shrimp. It. Just you to annoy fool. Brian out for lunch. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not just trying to annoy you. I do it because You're very good at that. you have that sugary right. taste on the speaking outside. Speaking of, of the annoying. Shrimp. Okay. Speaking of annoying, I come in here five minutes before. He rolls in here five minutes before the show. Yep. I will give you credit, though, and because that's, fired up. that's about 30 minutes uh, before my usual co host from years back would show up. But that's another story for another show. At least you show up on time. Yeah. Um, and then you're you're asking me to do something nice for somebody that is yeah, not I, a nice person. I don't know if I want to talk about the actual subject matter. I'm, I, no, we I'm just in general but. terms. I'm speak. I'm not an idiot. I'm speaking in general terms. Okay. Well, sometimes I am, but not now. You're asking me to do a favor for somebody who you don't like, who I don't okay, like. So you're framing it in a way that is going to <laughs> make me sound like you, I was an idiot for. Well, you are. Proposing you it. are. When in Justin fact, is he an idiot? Yes or no? Answer I the question. Did it is because. Hold on. Time it, out. Justin never talks. Reason. Justin never talks. But either way, it's is, neither here nor there. We're not. T- no. We're not getting specific here, Justin. But what he recommended, I do. Do you agree with it? Semi. Uh, okay. So bang. Uh, so sh- so shap. There you go. <laughs> There you go, Shap. You tried to set yeah. it up. So, so you're you tried, a semi-idiot you tried is what he said. set it up on the Fine. T-ball and Fine. tried to make me look foolish. And Justin, is, is he yeah. a semi-idiot? Can you at least give me that? He is a semi-idiot. Okay, thank you. All right. So well, we'll that call- goes without saying. <laughs> Fine. So. I don't do nice things for bad people, you jerk. If Donald Trump fell on the ground, you think I would help him up? I'd say stay on the ground, you loser. You, you categorize it as nice. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily believe that's what I was yeah. trying to propose. I was yeah. not trying to propose yeah. you do something nice. Yeah. I was proposing something if for Donald, a business-like fashion. Let me ask you a question. That's the if reason Donald I did Trump, it. If Donald it Trump, because I want you to do a good favor for somebody. If Donald okay? Trump runs for office in 2024, should I volunteer for his campaign too? 
Not not really this not really the oh, same. Okay, I'm just checking in the same neighborhood I'm, whatsoever. I'm gonna put it's, a, not, it's not even in the same <laughs> nation, right, much less. It the, actually what, is because we're, we're talking, talking about. about two scumbags, Donald okay, Trump so, and, yeah. and the guy that we were talking about. But anyway, we'll move on now. <laughs> Why does he always fire me up before the show? Anyway, speaking of getting fired up, uh, by the way, I, I mentioned uh, the guests we have, but I, I got to tell you, man. Tucker Carlson did something last night. Uh, even for him, it's, it's despicable. By the way, it's not the first time where he's gone after uh, heroes. He did that with, with a female uh, person who was a Democrat. You know who I'm talking about when he called her a coward, uh, forgetting her name. The congresswoman uh, from yes. Hawaii, correct, I believe, correct. right? He called her a coward yes. who lost both of her limbs at war. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing it with people in his own party. People in his own party. And, Chris, I think you know who I'm talking about, right? I know exactly who you're talking about. And with respect to Tucker Carlson, this is par for the course. Right, Brian? And you're going to get into the details exactly what it is that we're talking about. But all across, by the way, he's getting lambasted across social media right now. What's his name again? I'm I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, I don't know Um, who I am. Yeah, right Uh, now I'm blanking because I'm I'm in my train of thought regarding Tucker Carlson. He has no redeeming values whatsoever as a human being, to be quite honest with you. Oh, there's no question about about that. I I agree with you. But anyway, this is Dan Crenshaw's name, Dan Crenshaw, who I I disagree with a lot of what he says and he does. But one thing I've always said about anybody, just like John McCain, is he's a hero. He served this country honorably, and Dan Crenshaw risked his life, and he lost mm-hmm. his eye. Listen to what Tucker Carlson said about him when talking to that moron, Tulsi Gabbard, last night. Listen to this. And the more I think about it, it takes a lot of gall for Patch McCain to attack mom's worry about baby formula as, quote, pro-Russia. Patch McCain. This is somebody who has more heroism in his fingernail. Then Tucker Carlson had his, has in his whole body. He's done nothing as far as charity work or serving this country. I patch McCain. So he's also insulting two war heroes, the late yeah. John McCain and Dan Crenshaw. I patch McCain. He got, why? Because he disagrees with him on something. I have plenty of disagreements with John McCain, the late John McCain and Dan Crenshaw. I have never gone after their service because they are both heroes. Heroes who risked their life for this country while Tucker, and by the way, Tulsi Gabbard with that stupid smirk face that she has, not even challenging him on it. She is uh, someone who served this country also. The fact that she even allows this says all you need to know about Tulsi Gabbard. But the fact that Tucker Carlson, Chris, you served this country. When you hear somebody like Tucker Carlson make a statement like that, what goes through your mind? Uh, It disgusts me because I'm somebody who did put my name signature on the line. I'm somebody that did serve my country, and I did it for reasons uh, close to as far as uh, a lot of people in my family have done the same thing as well, too. And so to hear somebody that hasn't made that commitment, right, that hasn't gone down that road, that hasn't taken that approach to life when it, or approach to serving your nation – it's disgusting, it's infuriating, and I feel all the same things that many people have across social media today regarding Tucker and this whole situation. It's just an embarrassment, and it's funny. Where are all these Republicans? I've been saying that a lot lately. I said that about the shootings over the weekend. Uh, you know, Where are these Republicans besides thoughts and prayers? How could anybody be a fan of Tucker Carlson? How can anybody, anybody watch Fox News anymore? By the way, on The Five yesterday, I'm not making this up. Their highest-rated show on Fox News, or one of their highest-rated shows. Geraldo Rivera brought up the shooting in Buffalo for three seconds. And then, and by the way, that's all the time they took speaking of it. Because, you know, God forbid, you know, if innocent black people die, Fox News, they don't want to talk about it. You know what they talked about for 15 minutes? They talked about our vice president and how she fumbles her words. A salad of words. They did that for 15 minutes. They didn't even discuss 
any of the shootings, particularly the shooting that happened in Buffalo where innocent black people were killed, clearly a hate crime, at the hands of a white supremacist. Now, why? Because a lot of their viewers, like Tucker Carlson, do not believe that the idea of white supremacy exists. They want to. They have the blinders on, the racial blinders on. Oh, no, this wasn't a hate crime, just a deranged individual. Thoughts and prayers. It, it, and, and, you know, it's interesting because you can be 18 years old. You can't buy beer. You can't drink alcohol, at least legally. But yet this 18-year-old can walk into a gun store and buy a weapon of war Explain to me what country we are living in where we can say that a beer for an 18-year-old is more dangerous than buying an assault weapon. Explain that to me. Because it doesn't make any sense to me. And another thing that they do also, Brian, is they play whataboutism, you know, and talk about, well, the, the situation regarding the Buffalo shooting, right? What do they do? They revert right back to the Waukesha situation, right, where mm-hmm. I believe the black man, where right. he, he plowed into some churchgoers on Sunday, uh, on that Sunday, on that fateful Sunday yes. there, they they automatically bounce over to that and say, well, look, the mainstream media and all the left-wingers didn't be, pay any attention to that. Yeah. They spent like five seconds on that, but they want to just harp on this situation in Buffalo. Yeah. Obviously, two separate situations, both of them horrific, both of them tragic, but trying to, in some way, deflect away from what has taken place here, obviously, in the last 48 to 72 hours. It's horrible. And then we have uh, people on the alt-right, uh, some people who call themselves Christians, by the way. And uh, you might have heard of this guy. His name is Greg Locke. How he gets tax exemptions uh, running a church is beyond me. Uh, it's, it's about a minute and a half, but I want you to bear with me here and listen to this guy. This guy makes appearances on Fox News. OAN and Newsmax. He calls himself a person of Jesus. He calls himself a good Christian man. And I want you to listen to the rant he went on the other day talking about Democrats. Listen to this. I'm to the place right now. If you vote Democrat, I don't even want you around this church. You can get out. You can get out, you demon. You can get out, you baby butchering election thief. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. I don't care how mad that makes you. You get pissed off as you want to. You cannot be a Christian and vote Democrat in this nation. They are God-denying demons that butcher babies and hate this nation. They hate this nation. Get mad all you want to. I don't care if you stand. I don't care if you throw tomatoes, praise God. I'm about to throw a microphone up in his house. CNN can eat my dirty socks. You cannot be a Democrat and a Christian. You cannot. Somebody say amen. The rest of you, get out. Get out. Get out in the name of Jesus. I ain't playing your stupid games. Bunch of devils. I'm sick of it. Hey, we'll talk about the insurrection. Mm. Let me tell you something. You ain't seen the insurrection yet. You keep on pushing our buttons, you low-down, sorry compromisers. You God-hating communist America. You'll find out what an insurrection is because we ain't playing your garbage. We ain't playing your mess. My Bible says that the church of the living God is an institution that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And the Bible says that we'll take it by force. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. It's going to get worse. 
All right, so first of all, in regard to this complete nut job wackadoodle, uh, first of all, that's a threat. I don't know uh, when he says, you ain't seen an insurrection yet. Uh, that's a threat. That's number one. Number two, he says, I mean, there's so many things I can pick apart here. You can't be a Christian and vote Democrat. What a freaking moron this guy is. Dangerous rhetoric, and you listen to the idiots that, that are clapping in front of him. This guy makes money uh, calling Democrats baby butchers. I mean, the fact that people actually follow this guy and donate to his church. So just because you call yourself a Christian and a man or woman of God doesn't mean that you're a good person, and it doesn't mean that you're not a wackadoodle. This type of language is what makes 18-year-olds walk into supermarkets and shoot innocent people. It needs to stop. And yes, you can say, well, Brian, freedom of speech. That is incitement. That is incitement that could lead to violence. Like when Donald Trump called CNN fake news an enemy of the people and then somebody decided to bring some pipe bombs to CNN. Or when you say that the election was stolen and we have January 6th where people die and 140 officers were injured. Stop it with your freedom of speech. It's nonsense. You can't yell fire in a crowded theater and you shouldn't be allowed to be in a public church and be saying the types of things that this whack job, Greg Locke, said while he gets tax exemptions and makes money off of the idiots that are clapping behind him when he's making these these atrocious statements and calls himself a religious man and a man of God. Where are the real Christians out there? Where are the good faith, nice, good uh, Christians out there calling this man out? That's what I want to know. So, Brian, that's the first time that I've actually heard that clip. I have no idea who this pastor is or who he calls himself a pastor. But that's pastor, the, pastor. that pastor. That's a very pastor definition. is what cows run. Okay, so whatever. <laughs> but I, this guy doesn't deserve to be called a pastor anyway. But either way, this guy is the very definition of what we talk about. Yeah. When we're talking about religious zealots, of course. Right? That yep. think that, that think that people like this should be making decisions as far as the government, right? And 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 making laws mm-hmm. that all Americans should have to follow. And obviously I'm talking about the situation with abortion in this country, right? And whether or not you're anti-abortion or pro-choice for the woman. Okay, you know, people that are talking like this that are absolutely cases for mental health problems, right? I mean, there's this individual listening to this individual rant and rave irrationally, right? Completely out of his mind, making statements that are preposterous on almost every level that you can think about. No reasonable person, no reasonable American should sit back and listen to that and say, yeah, that guy makes a ton of sense. That's somebody that I need to model my activities after, my daily activities after. That is completely uh, outrageous and ridiculous across the board to listen to somebody like that and actually take it to heart. And that's a big problem with this. And I talked about this at, at nauseum, Brian, on, on our shows and, and across the board and on social media. This is the reason why we, we, just, we, can't have, we can't have people like this in positions where they have a forum. We just can't because this, this per, a person like this is someone who is not serious. It's not a serious but person. But what can we do? Who does because not the law like, says there's not much well, we can well, do Well, what we can it. do is we can not know the guy's name. You know? and, and, again, like I just pointed out, that's the first time I even heard that idiot speak. And he has a yes, following. There is there's people that follow him, but but it's a small number of people. Thank God. But that doesn't give me any solace because as you just pointed out, you just spoke truth, Brian. When you talk about a guy like this 
says all these crazy things like that, mm-hmm. and somebody that is devoted to him or that listens to him or that believes him goes out there and does something horrendous, i.e. kills somebody or goes on a rampage or does something that ends up being life-altering for individuals out there that, that had nothing coming whatsoever. I can't do it alone. Uh, yeah. I tell you, there's the but, but these, Brian, these people right. need to be called out, and you know t- whether it's Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, you know, going after war heroes like a John McCain or a Crenshaw, uh, whether it's this nut job pastor or pasture, as you said. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just having a little fun. Well, I'm picking you, on Chris Wynn today. I'm sorry, I can't. Help I think myself. I just misspoke. I know what a pastor. The difference between a pasture <laughs> and a pastor is. Hey, listen, but Brian, you bring cow up tipping point. is this some is, people like what, it. You know what's what's crazy? A crazy dynamic about this, Brian. You know what's crazy is guys like this, and a lot of people that maybe aren't as crazy as him, but still espouse to kind of the right wing, super conservative, you know, religious evangelical viewpoint. Right? These are the same people. The same people, yes, I'm yelling, that support <laughs> Donald Trump. They supported Donald Trump when he was president. Donald Trump's no longer president, by the way, and he's no longer a viable political figure, in my opinion. But the point being is they support Trump. These people support Donald Trump. Donald Trump has no values whatsoever that reflect the same as you people who are evangelical Christians out there. He doesn't. He's nowhere near you. He's not even in your same in your same ballpark. He's not even in the same. It is so beyond crazy that these same people... Brian Shapiro, <laughs> Numchuck, and PTL listeners out there that support, these are the same people that support Donnie, these evangelical Christians. It makes absolutely, positively no sense to me. By the way, uh, Chris is right. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with what he's saying. Uh, Chris is a little fired up also. I do have a yeah. treat for Chris coming up in hour number two. We have the very funny and talented Delilah on, um, but she does have a history, a past of uh, Numchuck. What, what is her past? What did she do? In, in she's her... a comedian. Before that, though. Oh, she's a comedian. Before that, though. She's a comedian. Okay, you're not going to answer. Okay. Nope. Um, she was a dominatrix. So, really? Uh, she might punish you in hour number two, but you might enjoy it. You know and... immediately what I think of, right? What's that? I think of the scene in Howard Stern's movie. Private Parts? Yes. Oh, where he's yeah. in Detroit. I remember that And scene. he calls the weather girl. <sighs> Well, no, not that scene. Well, that's not that scene, but yeah. I know what you're talking about yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, But no, the scene, the dominatrix. Oh, no, I remember. I, I know exactly what you're, you're going to be. That, state. You might be that guy in about an hour, so stay tuned for that one. But anyway, <laughs> ah. uh, Chris is right. Um, I mean, it's just. There's no question. Oh, the guy walking out of the car. I thought that was somebody from the Review Journal. Anyway, I, 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 I'm sorry. I thought I recognized that person. But anyway, uh, going back uh, to what we were talking about, you can get rid of the massage. Hypocrisy, music. right, yeah, Brian? Yeah, I mean, yeah. hypocrisy to the uh, highest level. That's uh, yes. what we're talking about here. Isn't that a writer from the RJ that's walking outside right now? No? Gosh, I thought I thought that. Okay. I thought I recognized him. Anyway, same walk. Looks but like I, him. Looks same, like him. Same walk, yeah. But uh, anyway, this is a guy, by the way, Chris, mm-hmm. speaking of people that I disagree with. He's nice enough to be coming in studio tomorrow. His name is Ginora. So if you don't know who Ginora is, he's a uh, wealthy businessman, yeah. self-made. Uh, I give him a lot of respect for that. Uh, he came from Lebanon, came to this country and made something of himself, and he's made a lot of money. So obviously he's a good I business. will say that. He's busted his backside, sure, sure. and he's been he's a very successful guy. I won't guy. take here, that here away from him. Uh, yeah. he was, he's not Donald Trump. Nobody just handed him a half a billion dollar company. Mm-hmm. So I respect him for that, and I will tell him that tomorrow. But this is a portion of his ad that he's running on TV and radio, uh, uh, you know, because he's running for governor. Have a listen to this. I'm Guy Nora. I want to be your next governor. I'm going to talk to you directly 
in full honesty and frankness, share with you my ideas for turning around Nevada's economy, teaching our kids how great America is while keeping critical race theory out, and expose the election fraud we all know is there. Instead of asking for your vote, I'm going to earn it. Okay, so uh, those are two topics that I will definitely be talking about tomorrow. First of all, he's going to end critical race theory or keep it out of our schools. Uh, and uh, the, election, there? the election fraud that we all know uh, was there. Uh, what is that, is that a factual mm-hmm. statement, Brian, when you say we all know that it's there? That's that's pretty hard-hitting, concrete stuff, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah. well, when I you're will, making a statement like listen, that. Listen, I will hold him to account, and I will ask Tons him. of evidence. Yeah. Tons of evidence. Well, we have, hey, have you seen 2,000 mules? I mean, uh, Dinesh D'Souza, very, very credible individual very credible let's forget about all the republican appointed judges and the electors and the secretary of states that happened to be republicans and the recount that took place in arizona and the former attorney general and the fbi let's forget about all those people because clearly they're all lying right they're all lying but dinesh d'souza is telling the truth i mean guys just listen it's going to be an interesting conversation tomorrow. And it's amazing to me how CRT has become such a major issue in the United States of America when 99.5% of Americans didn't even know what it was up until 2020. Oh, wait, well, this is a shocker. Up until 2020, Brian, 99.5% of Americans had no idea what CRT is. This is Speaking of CRT, wow, this is a shocker. Uh, I didn't expect Pete DeBoer to call in. Uh, we do have Dan Duva coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, my understanding is the former coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Pete DeBoer is on the line. Hey, Coach, uh, can you give me an example of critical race theory uh, out there in the Clark County school system, please? Yeah, I don't know. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something, Pete. Uh, I appreciate your honesty because you and me, uh, we finally agree on something. We might not agree on how you handled your power play over the years, but I do agree with you. I don't know either. Me and Pete finally agree on something. So thank you, Pete, for that uh bit of information, uh, about as much information you'll get out of Pete DeBoer these days uh, when it comes to really anything. But anyway, Pete, I wish you well. Have fun on the beach. And coming up next, ladies and gentlemen, a guy that I have a lot of respect for. I think we both agree mm-hmm. he's very good at what he does. The voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, Dan Duva, is going to be joining us next in all seriousness. We're having some fun. But this is serious now. we got uh, some coaches that could be in the mix here. One of the coaches that I would support 150%. Mr. John Tortorella, is there any truth to the fact that they could hire this guy? We'll ask Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, that and much, much more. He's Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. Dan Duva coming up next. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. All right. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday. So glad you could join us. Of course, we covered the breaking news. Yesterday, Vegas Golden Knights announcing that they are uh, let Pete DeBoer go. And uh, a lot of people reacting, social media, fans, members of the media. Certainly, I gave you my reaction yesterday, and I figured let's get somebody who knows a thing or two about hockey in the Vegas Golden Knights. What better person um, to have with us on the line right now? At least I think he's on the line with us right now. That he is uh, Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. Dan, I appreciate you coming on. How are you? Brian, Chris, I'm I'm well. It's good to be with you guys. So, so Dan, before we talk about the breaking news, I got to ask you, how, what are you doing on your days off these days? What does the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights do besides maybe watching the playoffs, which I'm sure you are? Uh, are? Are you like getting some sun? Are you going to the pool? Like, what what is Duva doing on his time off? 
<laughs> well, yesterday, what I thought would be a day off turned out to be a heck of a lot busier than planned. So I couldn't go to the grocery store as I was intending to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I uh, I made it back to Jersey for a few days to see the see the family Mother's Day and oh, uh, cousins communions. So that was last week and. Heading back to New Jersey uh, again on Friday. Got Dad's birthday. We'll play some golf with Dad. And then I, I think you guys know I, I help out student broadcasters in the Cape mm-hmm. Cod Baseball League. And so the preparations for that are ramping up. Season's just a few weeks away. So I'll be uh, making my way out to Cape Cod in Massachusetts and watch some great college college baseball. Wow, I Dan, what a, what a great uh, American institution, by the way, the Cape Cod League. Myself, I went to college in Massachusetts, had, had spent mm-hmm. a couple of summers down in Cape Cod, and that is uh, just a, a great experience down there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You, uh, They say you get sand in your shoes and you always go back. So for a kid who grew up going to the beaches at the Jersey Shore, got suckered in by Cape Cod. It's absolutely true. And the Chathamays have had everybody from Thurman Munson to Chris Bryant play for them. And uh, it's just as, as uh, if you've never been to Cape Cod and, or if you love baseball, it's it's very much uh, worth the trip. And by the way, the, the ticket price is fantastic. Free. Oh, wow. That is a pretty good price. <laughs> I agree. That's that's a great price. So, Dan, like me, you know, you're, you're an East Coast guy. So is Chris. Uh, are you like me where it's great to go back and see family and you enjoy it, different, uh, you know, scenery and everything. But at the same time, when I leave Vegas after a few days, I kind of miss it. Are you, are you the same way? <laughs> Especially in the winter time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's a little bit weird, you know. To the, the, I remember just after the Stanley Cup final in 2018, it was 114 degrees here on the day of Game Five, and then a couple of days later, I was in Cape Cod, and it, with a high temperature, the high temperature was 60. <laughs> so, wow. So uh, so that was nice, but then you know you turn the tables, and you know we're here for you know say it's around Christmas time, and you know, it's beautiful here. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 72 degrees to go back to New Jersey for Christmas. And it's, you know, 24 degrees snowing and slushy. So, you know, it depends on the time of the year, but it's nice to be able to uh, spend time here in Las Vegas, but also to sneak back to the East Coast uh, when uh, when the Golden Knights aren't playing. No question. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Vegas Golden Knights, we, we have some mm. business to take care of here. So I got to ask you this. Oh, is that so? Yeah, we have a little <laughs> business to talk about. Uh, listen, we all know what happened this season. We know the end result wasn't what fans wanted, wasn't what the organization wanted. We also know about all the injuries and everything that has taken place, the goalie drama. With all that being said, Dan, the voice of the Golden Knights, what was your first reaction when you heard that Pete DeBoer was let go? Hmm. Um, not as surprised as when they made the last coaching change with Gerard Gallant um, back in, um, mm-hmm. I guess that was what, January of 2019. Uh, and, you know, it ends up both coaches end up roughly two and a half seasons with the team. So uh, it, I, I thought back to the exit press conference uh, a couple of weeks ago when Pete DeBoer was asked about his future with the Golden Knights, knowing that he had another year on his contract, and his response was that he would like another chance to coach the team. Um, And I I found that choice of words a bit curious because, you know, he's under contract. Right. It it was just he was opening the door to the possibility of he not being retained. And... um, Almost as if he he knew that it was a possibility. And I guess any objective observer would have to think that a team 
with the roster that it had, who was uh, supposed to be a you know championship contender to miss the playoffs. Yeah, you know, the way that the business works, that somebody would be on the chopping block. But that he even opened that door, I found a little bit curious, and it, it allowed me to think about it a little bit more as a possibility. And then I, my next thought was, well, gee, why didn't this happen sooner? Uh, but they had those end-of-season press conferences, as I mentioned. A lot of times decisions are made, you know, uh, before those press conferences occur with other organizations. But... That's not what happened here. They had the player exit interviews, and then following that, they had the the coaching and management uh, exit interviews. And then the other thing was, you know, you might have it, and it seemed to me, you know, Kelly McCrim and George McPhee, they didn't want to make a knee-jerk reaction. They might have had it in their minds that they wanted to make a coaching change, but they they wanted to give it time because they had time. You know, back in 2019, you know, they needed to, you know, do it all in you know one foul swoop mm-hmm. to remove one coach and still the next coach and they had to do it very quickly this that you know it, if there's something to be said for this process they seem to be taking their time and then you didn't want to announce it in the middle of a playoff series to do it on a monday when there were no playoff games right you know that made that made more sense so uh i i guess to to summarize that response to your question there brian i i guess i was only a little bit surprised, but not near as surprised as I was a couple of years ago when they fired Gerard Gallant. Agree with you 150%. You brought up Gerard Gallant. We know the job that he's done in New York. We know the job he's done here and what he's done, quite frankly, his entire career. Um, I wonder why. I mean, I think it's a fair question. I would ask McCrimmon, and he probably wouldn't like the question, but I would ask him, do you regret do you guys regret getting rid of Gerard Gallant? And and I know that they don't want to talk about the past. They want to talk about the future. I get that. But I think it's a very fair question because I think just about everybody did not agree with the decision. Just about everybody except for the Knights management. Now, I know you got to look to the future and it's time to hire a new coach. But I, I would have to say, Dan, in my opinion, that that was a big mistake. Uh, all due respect to Pete DeBoer, good coach. He's not Gerard Gallant. And, and I thought that was a mistake and it set them back. And the question was asked to Kelly McCrimmon yesterday, and uh, he he kind of put it off. And um, you know, based on the the way he answered the question, it uh, he didn't want to rehash history. You know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, that sort of stuff. But he did not open the door at all to the possibility of that choice um, being a mistake. You know, and and I can understand fans wanting. Uh, management to uh, look in the mirror. That was a phrase that Kelly McCrimmon talked about. And, you know, he said he did want to offer a full confession, but he does review the choices that management makes and so on. And, and you can understand that that, that uh, some of that would be uh, private conversation uh, with George and Kelly and Bill Foley and so on and so on. Sure. But as it relates to that decision, you know, I can understand the the one mindset, which is stability. You want an organization, you know, not only in sports, but in life, in any walk of life or business, you want stability for your organization. So you would hope that you hire a head coach and he turns out to be Scotty Bowman and coaches the team for 15 years and you win a few cups. Well, Scotty Bowman coached for a bunch of NHL teams, too. Uh, You know, John Cooper is the longest tenured head coach in the NHL with a specific team. Other guys, of course, have bounced around just Look at Pete DeBoer or Barry Trotz or Paul Maurice that have been in the league for a while and are going up the NHL all-time leaderboards, but they've bounced around. Well, John Cooper's been with the Lightning since 2013. 
that's not even a full decade. Right. Stability is not something in the head coach position that you find often in the NHL. The average coaching tenure in the NHL is not even four years. It's you know kind of year-to-year changes, but it's usually about three and a half years. Mm-hmm. But of course, the Golden Knights, the average is two and a half years. So uh, managers tend to last a lot longer. Look at Lamarillo's time in New Jersey or Poyle's time in Nashville, et cetera, et cetera. So you would think at first coaching stability would be advantageous. But since I mentioned Lou Lamarillo, Devils win the cup in 95. Jacques Lemaire was the head coach. Mm. The New Jersey Devils have made 17 head coaching changes since they won the cup in 95. Mm. Not all of them were made by Lou because he left. But the idea is changing head coaches is about getting a new voice in the room to jumpstart the players. And it's not so much a mark against an organization's stability, as much as common sense would tell you it should be. You know, the Devils won three Stanley Cups, and that second of the three, they fired Robbie Fatorik with days to go in the season, despite the Devils being first place in the Eastern Conference. Larry Robinson takes over and they win the Cup. You know, so sometimes a a general manager or a team president needs to say, the coach did a good job in the time he was here, but what he brought to the table is no longer what we need. There's something different that's got to come. It's human nature. You get tired of hearing the same voice. People become complacent and so on and so on. And changing that voice in the head coaching position can be a tool a manager employs to shake things up. And it appears that Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee are taking that approach in the way that Lou Lamarillo uh, went through a lot of coaches in New Jersey. And we've seen it again now with the Islanders just in the last few days here as well. It seems to me that that is the approach that George and Kelly are taking even though you might assume common sense would tell you that stability would be advantageous. Kelly and George are taking the approach that the fresh voice is more important than the stability at that position. Dan, you're talking about a new voice and uh, looking to the future. There have been some intriguing names, to say the least, Mm. that have been mentioned as a possible new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Names, obviously, as you mentioned, Barry Trotz, as well as Paul Maurice. Even Joel Quinville has been talked about on the mix, as well as uh, Rick Tockett and some other names. What do you think would be the best fit when it comes to this team right now here in Vegas as far as some of these names that have been mentioned? to be the new head coach here in Vegas? Yeah, great question. The two head coaches that the Knights have selected both had multiple previous NHL stints. Mm -hmm. Of course, Gerard Gallant had been with the Florida Panthers. Before that, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Pete DeBoer has gotten two different teams to the Stanley Cup Final with New Jersey and San Jose, and, and himself had started with the Florida Panthers. So you would think that the Golden Knights would prefer a head coach with NHL head coaching experience, partly because that's the track record so far. Throw into that equation the number of veteran players, the star players that you have on the team, and how good the Golden Knights are supposed to be. Um, In other words, if you might have a a younger up-and-coming coach, someone who has been in the minor leagues, or someone who has been coaching in junior hockey or college hockey, you know, that person might be a really smart hockey mind, but there's a lot to learn being a head coach in the National Hockey League. Do you want someone learning those things on the fly in the midst of a season where the Golden Knights, A, should be championship contenders, and B, have to fight off the pressure of having been 
not a playoff team the year before. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know this. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon was asked that question yesterday, and he said he wasn't sure yet. Mm-hmm. So he did not commit one way or the other veteran NHL coach or right. young up-and-comer who's not been in the NHL at all. Yeah. So I, I don't know what the Golden Knights will do, but it would be my thought, if, if I were asked to hire the next head coach of the Golden Knights, I would want someone who has been an NHL head coach for for several years, okay. not just somebody yeah. for a couple of years, someone who's done it a lot. Sure. Because this is uh, the team has been constructed in a way that they're expected to win now, mm-hmm. and they deserve a head coach mm-hmm. who's got the track record, uh, the, you know, the war wounds that can help them get over the hump. If you're just joining us, he is the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, Dan Duva, nice enough to be joining us. Okay, Dan, I'm going to give you my opinion. I don't think we just need somebody that's a great hockey mind. And by the way, I agree with everything you just said. We need somebody with a lot of head coaching experience. Heck, Paul Maurice was coaching the Hartford Whalers back in the day when I was a Whalers <laughs> season ticket holder. I you love knew Paul. that was coming up, right, love, Dan? You oh, knew yeah. he was going to bring yeah. that up. So I Every love... time the Whalers can get a mention, <laughs> yep. you oh, yeah. out the brass bonanza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that song. But, you know, I like Paul Maurice. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you why I don't think Paul Maurice is the right kind of guy. And this is just my personal opinion. Not because he's not a great coach. I think he he could probably win here. I like John Tortorella. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that. But here's why. Not only a good hockey mind. He's won in big markets before. But he's a personality. And in no way, shape, or form am I saying you have to be a loud voice and personality to win. Gerard Gallant, quiet-mannered guy. Nice guy, great to the media. Same thing with Pete DeBoer. If you really want a change of a voice, let's get a personality in Las Vegas. Now, maybe John Dottorella won't get along with management. Maybe he, you know, he's a feisty guy. I just think besides somebody with the experience, and clearly he has that, hasn't won everywhere, but he has that. He's been in pressure in the high markets, like the Rangers, the big market, and he is a personality, and I think the fans would love him. And again, I, I know you don't hire a coach based on just what the fans want or how loud of a voice he is. I don't know. That's just my pick, Dan. I think he would be perfect for this job. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I could not quibble with the things that you raised there. I, I, I put myself in the position of a player um, who you would expect to be on the Golden Knights next year. And, you know, what what does that person need? And you've got a mixture. You know, you do have some younger players, especially on the back end, like White Cloud and Haig. Um, you know, some guys in the sort of the middles of their careers, uh, and then guys who are, you know, closer to the end than the beginning. And I think about who would get the most out of each of those areas. And uh, it, it, are guys too comfortable with a hands-off approach if too much accountability is left to the leadership? And there's a lot of leadership. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the leadership needs to be held accountable amongst itself. You've got Stone, Pacioretty, Petrangelo, Eichel. All of those people have been or currently are captains in the NHL. Um, You know, maybe those guys are comfortable in their leadership positions. Maybe they're even too comfortable. Uh, Or is it more an X's and O's thing? You know, Kelly McCrimmon did not want to talk about anything specifically hockey related that the previous staff did well or did not do or what he would want different with the next regime. And it is worth pointing out that not only do the Golden Knights move on from Pete DeBoer, they also moved on from assistant coaches Steve Spott and Ryan McGill. Mm-hmm. Spott came over with DeBoer in the middle of 2019, but Ryan McGill was here from the beginning. Right. You know, he was part of Gerard Gallant's staff and stayed after the change. So the only guy among the assistant coaches, anyhow, who remains 
is uh, Ryan McGill, who's been with the team for all five years. Misha Donskov, he is still on the staff. And right. Misha had been like a special assignment coach. He's now transitioned into an assistant coach role. So uh, he's still going to be on the staff as well. Anyhow, just different responsibilities for all of those people. So, again, to, I, I, I'm sort of a roundabout way of, yeah. of answering your question. Tortorella could very well be a good fit, but it's just as important to consider who might come in as assistant coaches. And I don't know if John would have some people in mind, mm-hmm. but uh, I think those assistant coaches can often be underestimated into how they can influence a team. Because I'll tell you, the head coach is usually not drawing up the power play scheme yeah. with the whiteboard or you know all that sort of stuff. And remember the Knights made changes on the power play this year uh, in the midst of uh, the season. Steve Spott had been in charge of the power play, and it ended up in Ryan Craig's hands. So right. uh, assistant coaches are just as important as the head coach, and I would imagine Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee, when they consider head coaching candidates, part of those conversations would be, who would you like to have on your staff? A few other guys, Dan, that perk our ears up, talking about coaches that could possibly be here in Vegas. Claude Julian is a name that's come up. Also, of course, Joel Quinville, who uh, had a successful stint with the Chicago Blackhawks, obviously winning Stanley Cups there. Another one of Brian's former Hartford Whalers, by the way. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, Rick Tockett is a name that's been brought up as well, too. Now, uh, with respect to Joel Quinville, uh, uh, there's been a lot of sentiment on both in the media and on social media, quite frankly, that uh, Bill Foley might be the guy that's a perfect guy that can smooth over things when it comes to the NHL with the off-the-ice issues, obviously, that Joel Quinville has dealt with. And, of course, Rick Tockett, another one that has dealt with uh, uh, the the gambling situation off the ice that might be uh, a little bit uh, troublesome when it comes to him being here in Las Vegas. Your thoughts as far as those three guys and what they could bring to the table here for VGK? Yeah, I mean, each would be intriguing. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, you know, I'm not sure, it kind of comes in, in two waves. You know, there are people that George and Kelly, as they talk to other members of the organization, too, I'd imagine Vaughn Carpin and some of the other folks, pro staff, uh, amateur staff, would uh, you know maybe come up with a list of people they would want to consider. And then you have people who will reach out <laughs> and say, hey, I would like to be considered for the position. And maybe somebody gets added to the list or maybe somebody gets taken off if they say that they're not interested. So, um, you know, I, I, I would hesitate to speak on, on any of those guys with, with too much detail because I, I simply would want to talk to them. What do those guys think about where the Golden Knights are and what would they need to do to change? You know, you're just thinking about Rick Tockett. You yep. see him on television now. Um, he had recently been the coach of the Arizona Coyotes, but, you know, that didn't work out once upon a time. For a couple of years, he was the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, he uh, was an assistant coach with the Penguins when they won a couple of Stanley Cups. So uh, is, does he want to become a head coach again, or is he pleased with his current television situation? Seems if you, if you look right. over in the NFL, yep. it looks like people are more anxious to become broadcasters than they yeah. are to be uh, active players. <laughs> Less stress. So, Less stressful. So who knows? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, Quinville, as, you know, as it relates to the, the controversy there, um, you know, I would think that, the NHL would uh, seriously consider reinstating him as an eligible coach. And of course had uh, would have to request a meeting with Gary Bettman in order for that process to begin. And Gary Bettman has recently said that request has not yet been made. Uh, you know, the Florida Panthers, you know, I thought that when they made that change earlier this year and they, the Panthers had really no choice mm-hmm. uh, and then promote Burnett. And <laughs> I thought that, well, maybe, you know, 
they're Florida's a good roster. They'll do fine, and maybe they'll bring back Quinville next year, kind of how the, the Red Sox did it with yeah. Joey Cora. Yeah. Uh, so, but the, the Panthers have been so, so good. President's Trophy, uh, can they really <laughs> do yeah. that now? Uh, so maybe Quinville thought that he would return to the Panthers like Cora did with the Sox, but maybe that's not mm-hmm. the thing any longer. Um, you know, does he does he want to go back there? Or does he want a brand new challenge like Las Vegas? Uh, and again, that's all assuming the NHL agrees to make him eligible to coach again. Mm-hmm. And then who was the last one you mentioned there? Uh, Claude Julian. Yes. Claude Julian. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's you wonder about it. He didn't last as long in Montreal as, as we might have expected. Mm-hmm. There have been so many changes there and pushing the right buttons. And Ducharme gets him, you know, to the final. But then you yeah. saw how terrible they were this year. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Claude Julian's, uh, you know, his more recent resume is not as impressive as earlier stages in his career. But you can ask Dave Gosher about him. Those two were in Boston together for sure. Speaking of yep. Boston, uh, Rick Tockett, I remember his days playing as a Bruin. Yep. Uh, I like Rick Tockett, but I remember yep. he's not a, a, a someone who's not been involved in controversy either. I remember he had that gambling mm-hmm. scandal. I don't, I'm not sure if that would affect him getting hired here in Vegas. Or not. I like Rick Tockett, but he's had some scandals as well. Well, like I said, I'm a Tortorella guy, but I think all the names we've mentioned are are respected guys, and, and we'll see who they choose. This would be my last question for you, Dan. I think, obviously, you got to hire a head coach and a staff, and that is extremely important. That's priority number one. My concern with this team, Dan, there's a few, but one is, you know, look, you got Mark Stone. He's going through a back surgery. They're paying him a lot of money. I don't think, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think he'll ever be the Mark Stone that we've been accustomed to seeing. This is a very serious surgery. Uh, guys like Wild Bill aren't getting any younger. Listen, I expect Eichel to be very good next year. I, none of us had any idea that he had the broken uh, finger. That, that had to be extremely painful to play under those conditions. Eichel's great, right. but there's a lot of guys on this team. I shouldn't say a lot, but there, there are a few guys on this team that are getting paid a lot of money. They're in their mid-30s. They're not getting any younger. To me, that would be a concern. Am I wrong in, in bringing that up? No, I, it's a reasonable concern. And I think when you're considering different coaching candidates, head coaches and assistant coaches and development coaches, you examine how can these people enhance the group of players who are currently on the roster. And, you know, you start out with Mark Stone. Uh, he's the one guy from a coaching standpoint I don't see a, a, any head coach coming in and really transforming Mark Stone's game. Mark mm-hmm. Stone's game is what it is, and it's very good. You know, uh, you'd need some co- sort of magic potion to make him uh, a faster skater. I don't think that's ever going to change. He's worked at it. Sure. He seems to have maxed that out. But you bring up the back concern. Kelly McCrimmon did say yesterday that it was not 100%, but expected very likely that Stone would be having that back surgery. I actually think that's a good thing Mm -hmm. because this loomed over last year's postseason, and he had no points against Montreal in the third round. And he thought that just letting it rest would be okay in the summer and came into camp, thought it would be okay. Then game two of the regular season, the back locks up, and he was not himself all year. In other words, they hope that they just rest and, and, you know, a treatment would allow him to get back, and it, it really didn't. So that the decision to have a surgery indicates to me that the doctors have found something that they really can fix as opposed to just hoping it heals and you kind of just get better with time. Because there's a surgery, and we know how amazing medical science is now, that this surgery will allow Mark to get back to uh, something close to his former ability. I mean, you mentioned Jack Eichel. They'll look at the surgery that's happened there. Right. And from, uh, you know, that part of his body, the, 
the neck and uh, the disc replacement, that has been an afterthought. You know, you mentioned the, the broken finger. Like, that was more of an issue. We didn't know about it at the time, but he wasn't taking face-offs. He blocked a shot with his hand. We knew he wasn't uh, 100% after mm-hmm. that because he wasn't taking draws. So it was apparent we didn't know it was actually a broken finger until after the season. Right. But that ended up being a bigger injury concern than his unprecedented neck surgery. <laughs> so, right. In other words, uh, amazing medical science. And I so I'm actually... Um, almost relieved that the doctors have decided that surgery is the right course for stone and they can plot forward rather than just hoping. Uh, but you know, again, like other guys, I, I mentioned Pete DeBoer uh, adding layers to Max Pacioretty's game. Pacioretty was already an elite player and Pete could help him understand different ways of improving even further. But you also wonder about Ryan McGill and what he did, uh, you know, with the young defenseman, you know, that that goes a long way. And, and now those defensemen who've heard the same voice, uh, the veterans, Petrangelo, Martinez, uh, right to the middle-aged guys like your Shea Theodores down and McNabb, down to the younger guys like White Cloud, Haig, Coglin, uh, and even Ben Hutton. That the you know now there's going to be a new voice there, and um, you know it's it's just interesting when you think about all of the different components there and getting the most out of your players. Uh, it, it's it you know everybody's a little bit different. Every coach is different. Every player is different. Um, but what I have observed in uh, some of the most successful coaches in different sports at different levels would be the characteristic of treating each person individually rather than just a blanket approach. I'm going to, you know, today I'm going to, you know, rah, rah. Tomorrow I'm going to kick you in the ass. The next day I'm going to pat you on the back. Right. You know, that could be overly simplistic. Instead, the most successful coaches develop relationships with individual people and Today, this guy might need a pat on the back and tomorrow a kick in the rear end. Yeah. But this other guy today needs a kick in the rear end and tomorrow needs a pat on the back. Yeah. The little things in the coach-player relationship can go a long way. And uh, the most successful coaches I've seen uh, embody that. And I wonder if they can find somebody who can do that. No question. Managing world-class athletes, egos, it's a difficult job. And I hope they find yeah. the right guy. But I'll tell you what, when they do find the right person uh, and they hire uh, a new coaching staff, we'd love to have you on again for your reaction. Dan, you're so good at what you mm-hmm. do, and you're always so generous with your time on this show. I really do appreciate you. You're certainly one of my favorite play-by-play guys around and uh, always appreciate your time, Dan Duva. Thank you so much, and enjoy a little bit of time off. Yeah, Dan, get your summer off-season on. You know, <laughs> Before you know it, that, that, that 2022 23 season is yeah. going to be right on the doorstep, my friend. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I have filed all of my hockey charts from this past season and mm-hmm. organized some <laughs> stuff. So the last uh, few days here have been uh, very helpful in that department. But now that that's resolved, I, I'm sort of <laughs> counting down the days. <laughs> I guess we've got four months until training camp gets going. But uh, Brian and Chris, it's always a pleasure chatting with you guys and looking forward to talking with you when that new head coach is named. Thanks, Dan. You're the best. Appreciate, it, Appreciate you, man. Thank Bye-bye, you. Bye-bye, guys. Thank yeah. you. Bye-bye. That's uh, Dan Duva. Uh, does a great job. Voice of the Vegas Golden Knights. I say this all the time on this show, and I'll say it again. There are some people in the media and some people that do play-by-play in this town that I don't think are very good. Dan Duva is not one of those people. He's very good. Hockey's a very difficult job. Uh, play-by-play? I think we all could agree. Hockey? Really tough. And Dan is A+. plus. He, he's really one of the best. He's one of the best in the NHL, yeah. flat out. And, uh, uh, absolutely. No we're not question. being just biased because we cover no, the Golden no, Knights no, as well, too. We, we are fans of he's other, very good. other, other uh, NHL yeah. teams. And yeah. 
And, Chuck uh, Keaton. Chuck grew, Ke- and grew up with other announcers, right? Chuck Keaton yeah. was the voice of the Hartford Whalers for many, many years, and I would say the same thing about yeah. him. And I know Dan Duva looked up to people like that, and uh, it shows because he's, yeah. he's so good at what he does. Appreciate the time and uh, from Dan, and uh, good stuff, man. And uh, We'll see take- what direction the Vegas yeah. Golden Knights go when it we comes to a head coaching hire. Well, yeah. Chris, I have a very special guest for you coming in. St- well, for our It's listeners. not just for me. It's for, for everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, we have a former dominatrix turned very funny comedian. She's a lovely lady, and Delilah's going to be sitting right next to Chris. I don't know if she's going to be sitting on his lap or not, but we'll see. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. We're going to have some fun coming up next. I promise you that. It's going to be fun radio. Uh, he's Chris Wynn. I'm Brian Shapiro. Take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. All right. Welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday. So glad you could join us. By the way, please check out my friend Brian Slipbach, Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Jones and Flamingo. Such a great place, great gaming bar, uh, great atmosphere, great bartenders. C-Wind can attest to this. We've been going there for years. You mentioned my name and the name of this show. You get $10 free slot play if you sign up for a player's card. And if you hit a jackpot this month, their promotion is you get 10% in free play. So if you hit for two grand, you are going to get an extra 200 bucks in free play. Jackson's Bar and Grill, located at Flamingo Jones. Please check it out. All right, we got a best special treat for y'all. Uh, she's become a regular on this show. She is a very funny and talented uh, comedian. She performs here in Las Vegas. Uh, I, I will say former dominatrix, too, which I find very fascinating. Makes her even a better guest, quite frankly. Uh, the very a beautiful and funny Delilah is joining us in studio now. Delilah, thanks for being here. How are you? I am fantastic. Thanks for having me. Sure. So I, I notice as she comes in studio and sitting right next to Chris Wynn, by the way, the visual of this, it's just so great. Uh, she has a notebook in front of her that says clean, reminding her that she can't swear on the air. She put like some of the seven dirty words that you can't say on the notebook. I don't recommend you doing that because then it, you might say it, but you do swear a lot then. Is that right? So this is like reminding you not to say some of those dirty words. I'm a military brat. I, I grew up with military men, sailors and yeah. Marines, and that's all I know. I, my I understand. My first words were, well, can't say those words. Cause no. Can I, can, I, can I pick a bone? Maybe that's the wrong word to, to, to say right now. <laughs> but uh, my job, but yeah. So can I ask you a question? So we did a show at a, at a strip club in town. Uh, uh, Sapphire, great place. Lo- loved it. It was a lot of fun. Chris was there with me. Uh, I met a nice lady at the uh, the dancer there. Okay, I'm a single bachelor guy. I don't go to strip clubs to pick up women. That's just stupid. However, a, a nice lady. We had a nice conversation, and and she gave me her phone number. And I am going out with her tonight. Right? Everything mm-hmm. sounds normal so far. Right? Yeah. So I tell Chris this story because I'm, I'm I'm happy about it because this is a you know a very attractive woman and we had a great conversation. And then Chris starts hazing me, saying, "Oh, she just wants your money. Uh, she can't possibly like you." Blah 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 blah. Wow. So I tell Chris yesterday. I said, "By the way, a hole." I said, "By the way." Um, notice I didn't say that full word. I said mm-hmm. the shortened version of it. Um, I said, Chris, I'm going out with this girl tonight. And he's still the same stuff. Oh, she just wants your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're going to get some, blah, 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 blah. So what would you say to Chris as I tell you this story, which is very accurate? She hasn't asked me for $1. She didn't ask me any money at the club. We spoke for like a half an hour. We've been texting each other every day. We're going out tonight. What would you say to Chris? Uh, what I would say to Chris is all women aren't for money. <laughs> Strippers are just honest about it. <laughs> wow. See, I like see that's a quality answer right there. Yeah. Okay. So essentially she's I agreeing with me, Brian. I agree she's agreeing with, you. with what but, I said. Well And by the way, I you, you kind of like, you know, uh, you added some things in there that I didn't actually say <laughs> to, to kind of make the story better. But whatever, you know, whatever. Um so but, yeah. but 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 the gist of what he was saying 
The mindset is pretty much the same. Yeah. Chris said, I have no chance of getting any tonight. He's also said that. Oh, you are a I'm just heartless. Him, no. He must be married. I'm just messing with no, him. He hasn't. No, I'm not at When all. was the last time you I'm got laid? Not. Oh, then we're all going to the strip That's club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely single. Right, right. be honest. So, hey, Delilah, hey. be honest with me. Okay. I know you are. Strippers are people, too. Well, when you walk into this studio, let's focus on Chris Wynn now. Okay, when, first of all, A, why are we focusing that C Wynn like I'm a stripper basher? Oh, or something? No, 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 no. That's not what no, I am. We're changing okay. the subject. I'm someone who has Don't be been defensive. An, an avid. What when do you mean you, defensive? You're, you're, you're talking smack about me, Shap on the air. I'm not talking smack. I'm complimenting you. you no, you're so, not. Yo, you're let me finish. Me, yeah. Let me ask Delilah you know, a question. I think stri- all strippers just want your money okay, and they don't care about it. All right, we've moved on from that now. We know you're wrong. Go ahead. Delilah, when you walk in studio now, when you see this lavish-looking man, Chris Wynn, like what, what what do you think of when you see him? Like psychoanalyze him for me. She's just not fi- thinking lavish, um, right? Just you, physically. You, let her answer. I Come think, on, let's be fair. I think at the end of this, he's going to ask for my number, and I'm going to do unspeakable things to him for cash. Can I ask you a question? You know, things that you can say on the radio. Oh. When you see Chris Wynn, uh, single bachelor, uh, good job. Uh, you know, lives with some weird roommates, but that's okay. That's another story for another show. But he lives in a nice place, nice guy. Mm-hmm. What are the type of things that you think Chris Wynn would enjoy sexually? Oh, um, okay. <laughs> he definitely wants to get hit. He's, he's, he's into choking, he, being choked, being choked. Chris, is that true? It's not true. <laughs> with, no. with that nose, he'd want to be waterboarded with my kitty cat. Can I say that on the air? I, I think so. I think you're okay. And he's not going to admit it on the radio because he's going to look <laughs> like Al Qaeda waterboard. Yeah, oh, no, that's a different waterboard. It's a different kind of waterboard. Okay, but fair. I do that to Arabs too. Understood. For America. Understood. Understood. Because I'm a Chris. Patriot. Would you be waterboarded? Is that something that you would consider? I had been waterboarded before. <laughs> Actually, waterboarded by a kitty cat. Oh, okay. Not, I, not the fun way. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you, that you way, have, I have been you that have way to too as well too. Eat yes. your way out of this torture, yes, Chris. A, do you think Chris has ever been? Dom- I, I, I have a feeling this is this is yeah. This could be uncomfortable for C. Win right here. I'm talking about myself in the third person already. Has Chris? Have we you just are- started this. We just started this segment. Look, he's sweating like Why two minutes ago. I'm already starting there to sweat. Is, there is what is happening? I'm already starting to sweat. Look, his, think, his wallet's already on the table. Do you think it Chris is, has yeah. ever been dominated by a woman before? No man, not the right way. Not the right way. I have it, and I have it. Chris, do you find Delilah attractive? Absolutely. Absolutely. You do. Absolutely. I do as well, by yeah. the way. I do as well, by Thank the way. Thank you. And um, we're matching. How cute is that? We are matching. Yes, pink. We uh, got to take a picture. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So so when you see Chris and you profile him, and you already have, and I don't know if Chris is being 100% honest with us, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, do you believe that some men are afraid to... Is that Nine Inch Nails? He's playing the Nine Inch Nails song in the background. That's great. Uh, do you believe that some men, maybe not Chris, or maybe, some men are afraid to admit that they like to be dominated? Do you feel like it's embarrassing for some men, maybe Chris, to admit that they like a little domination? Do you yes. Think some men? I think the majority are. Men who are married are all being dominated. Hmm. We got suckered into the ring. Hmm. I see. So they don't want to admit out loud that they like it. Yeah. The, For me... The ultimate alpha is a man who would let me do things yeah. to him that he wouldn't admit to his friends. So Chris is a really nice you gotta guy. Got to be a real sorry, man I'm for just, that. Uh, every, everything is usually turned on me, but I'm going to turn it on Chris. Uh, yeah, I can. I can smell. So Chris I'm never actually yeah. turned on Brian. I can, yeah, you is, can this, turn it on me. Yeah, I can but smell the alpha on him. He Chris, likes it rough. Chris likes to tell me all the time. And by the way, I believe him. I believe him. I've seen pictures of Chris 20, 30 years ago. He's a really good looking guy. 20 or 30 years ago. 20, 30 years. Yeah, ago. he's wow. still a good looking like I'm guy. I'm 75 years old. So Chris Delilah, you make it sound like I'm like I'm like I'm an Chris, fell off. <laughs> Chris likes to, to tell me. I wouldn't say, but brag, yes, I'm ten years old. But he Brian, likes yes. to tell me all the time that he would get a lot of women back in the day, right? Yeah. Um, first of all, do you believe that? Number one, and number two, why is it you think that Chris 
likes to he doesn't do that now as opposed to maybe 20 years ago or maybe even 10 years ago I well, don't know he was dumber 10 years ago so he didn't care mm, I see like he there was there was probably more rejection back then than if he were to approach a woman now now it's all about confidence alright so you both all, you both remember that guy right that's, that's, that, those guys yeah. out there they play the numbers game that's right? it that's what you're talking about year olds. there's the guys out there Brian was probably yeah. that guy oh, back, back when he was in his 30s like do, 10 used years to ago, slay where you know he where Brian he, used to slay not really not really I mean I had a girlfriend. No, I'm going to be honest. I, I'll talk about but it. But you talked to a life. beautiful stripper and got her number. So I did. That's, uh, yeah. I did. But uh, I, I had a girlfriend throughout college. Um, okay. And when I got out of college, we broke up. And I was dating a lot. You could definitely say that. I don't think my lifestyle has changed much in the last, to be honest with you, in the last 20 years. I'm still the same guy I was 20 years ago, maybe with a little bit less hair. Maybe more hair growing in the wrong places. But uh, I haven't changed that much. Okay, so you're. would you say you're the type of woman that you're not afraid to go up to an attractive man and you've hit on him before, right? Oh, yeah, I'm creepy. Okay. I'm so let's creepy try this. Tell me if we can try this. Tell me if this is okay. Pretend like you're at a gaming bar and you see Chris playing uh, his caveman Kino slot machine. And you're like, oh, okay. And you're th- you're hitting on Chris. Uh, can you just talk to each other now? You don't even have to look. Like, what is the first thing? You- Pretend like you saw Chris at a bar. What would you say to him? Okay, so I would first walk up to him and sniff him. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd go well, you can do that. Go like- ahead. What do you smell? Caveman Kino. And they'll be like, oh. What do you smell? Somebody that hasn't taken a like, shower in a week? <laughs> I'll be like, hmm, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Hold on, we have, hold on, we have, the, we have the ambience. We, we have, yeah, that's it. Yeah. We, hold on, we have the bar ambience right now. Make it a little louder. Yeah, it's a loud bar. Okay, go. go, go. Pretend like I'm not even interviewing you. Go ahead. Hi, Chris. How are you? Or, hi, I'm Delilah. Delilah, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Why are you yelling at me, Chris? Why are you yelling at me? I'm very loud. That's why. <laughs> Chris, how would you like to meet me in the back of my Subaru so I can introduce you to my strap-on. <laughs> I gotta say, that is super-duper intriguing because I heard the story, what was it, last week when you were on the show I'm a and you were talking about one of my favorite spots, Champagne Cafe here I thought in you Vegas. Alright, hold on, I have to interrupt. Which is one of my spots. Take a pause, take a pause. Take a pause. This guy's so he proposes us to have this kind of interaction. I have to pause. Then he jumps in with his idiotic. When a woman makes a sexual remark like that, why would you use the term? Wow, that's intriguing. Uh, Just a weird response. I would be like, let's go. That's real. That's real man shit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's real man shit. It's intriguing. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. Brian's running this horribly right now. By the way, this is bad, 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 bad. You just talked me. Whatever. I've never said that to a woman. Wow, that's very intriguing. Hey, would you like to go back to my place and have some? That would be very intriguing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So mine was more romantic. Okay, I apologize. That was strap on in the back of the very, Subaru. Very, very, very so romantic. That just screamed romance to me when exactly. I heard Exactly. Look that, how excited he got. I was like, wow. He's over here trying to block. He sees the connection. He's like, I, all right. So Chris was, says intriguing. There was rose petals and there was just music <laughs> in the background. And when you said that, and police like, officers oh watching. Can you imagine Delilah yeah. Wynn? Can you imagine if these two? I might. We might have something going here. Okay, be, Justin, be honest with me right now. Take a microphone. Do you have a mic? You don't even have, take my microphone. Do you think they? Be honest. Do you think you can? Could you see them dating? I could see it. I, I actually could too. I'm not even lying. Uh-huh. By the way, I think well, you guys. I, mean, I don't could, know why you'd have to lie. No, I get it. Well, because happens. because if, oh, yeah. if if there's no chance, if you have no chance, or or if I don't think there's any chemistry, like you will say to me, even though you're wrong with the stripper. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, he is. Hurt, I'm sir. nice. I'd be he nice. Is so he is so, so hurt. Delilah, he is so uh, so defensive and bitter. By about the way, it. can he's I here. can I give you another story that it. pisses me off? Yes. <laughs> I was I was at a bar with C. Win. It was Jackson's, by the way, and I see this. Uh, 
very pretty lady that I was attracted to. Yeah. And, and I know what I'm doing. Uh, I don't mind if a woman says no. It happens. I don't care. Uh, I know it's shocking that you would think that a woman would say no to me, but it does happen from time to time. Um, and Seawin is the worst sea blocker in the world. He is just oh, the worst. No. He's basically making comments in front of her, making me look bad, saying, Oh, Shap, you got, Shap, you got no chance. You got no chance. I'm like, you douchebag. In front of her? Yeah. Okay, so, yes. Again, context is important when we're telling stories, Brian. Okay. I have, yeah. Context and having the full facts available are important when you're telling a story. Okay. <laughs> there is a reason behind why myself, and by the way, my roommate, Mark Nilsson, Nilly, our buddy Nilly, he was yeah. also there, okay, and was also informing Brian yes. of his not having an opportunity. Which is I'm not your place. And there was a reason tally. behind it. There's a reason that Brian is leaving out Uh-oh. as to why you had no chance. And what would that reason be, Brian? What was the reason that we gave you? Because you, you guys no never chance? get laid and you're jealous? No. Wow. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, no, that I thought that was it. Okay, I'm sorry. So wrong. I thought well, that was it. Good. What was the answer that we gave you? Well, I don't even remember. No it was chance. probably ridiculous. Okay, but... well, it wasn't really ridiculous. It's because she's a lesbian. Not true. That's why. She dates men, too. And it's a, and Not it's true. I know the owner of the bar. Why. Not true. Okay, so... See how he uses an excuse? First of all, Delilah, can I ask okay. you something else? The spank tally is going up, Chris. Delilah. He's already up to three. Let me ask you a question. Don't you think that's up to me to find that out? It's not okay. their place. So, okay, you, you again, know, leaving out let facts. Let her answer the question. We know, she doesn't know. About <laughs> the situation. All right, listen. You listen. told a story wrong, okay? And no, now you're trying to make you're trying no, to spin it as if you're the victim. I've gone out with lesbians. Lesbians, you're not the victim. Sometimes you wrong. Hold on, Chris. You had no chance. Lesbians sometimes want to no be chance. reminded why they eat now. So he could yeah. have had a chance. Thank you. Thank you, Delilah. Anyway, let's get back to this intriguing uh, pickup here. So Delilah meets Chris Wynn. Delilah meets Chris Wynn in a bar, uh, and she invites him into the back of her car. Chris Wynn's response is, wow, that's very intriguing. Delilah, what do you say next? Cash up front. Oh. <laughs> so what would be the charge for, for something along those lines? I'm not going to give you numbers. All right, well, ask Chris how much he would Chris pay. will show me to his car. And then I will address the number. You don't want to go in Chris's car, trust me. It smells well, like you do. Not oil. in the car, yeah. just to look at the car oh, okay. mm-hmm. right. to see where his budget is. Do you look at a car, a man, the type of car that a man drives, and then estimate, okay, is this worth it or not? Yes. Chris, if- describe your car, please. It's a, it's a late model, late model being like 2004. Okay. Chevy Trailblazer. Okay, yeah. The door, the door but it has, but it has, But it has some wear and tear on that it. Means, that means it he, has some wear and tear. He has no... He has no bills. He is the type of guy to look yeah, for. If off. a guy oh, rolls by the way, up, it's paid off. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Okay. It's paid off. So yes. Yeah, you say paid off to me. And I'm by the way, the one you. that posed this question is a guy who drove a certain kind of automobile oh. before. Yeah, yeah, that that was that was. Uh, I owned a car. Well, you exactly can get you can get an STD just way. for sitting in my car. That's Ooh. but not anymore, ladies and gentlemen. I drive a Dodge Charger now. It's a new car, fairly mm. new car. It doesn't Bills. have a lot of miles on it. It's a nice sports car. He's still so, paying for uh, it. He can't afford me. No, no, I it's paid <laughs> off. Oh, it's paid off. One hundred percent. That's all I got to hear. Yep. If a dude's bragging about his car, I'm like, oh, how many payments you got? Oh, I got eighty-seven. Nope. Okay, so let me ask you another question. Um, what do you envision Chris Wynn looking like naked? How does how do you describe that without the using the average five nine two hundred <laughs> plus mean, pound white guy? Man, I guess like, right. I mean that's like that's a all weird, Delilah. That's, that's is that look, a weird question? That's a what, super that is a weird, weird question. question. I think he wants to see you naked. When you yeah, look at no, I don't. I'll invite strange. you. I'll invite you. I don't. This line of questioning, Tom Chuck, is weird. I'm not going to lie to you. When you when you when you look at Chris Wynn, do you envision a man that is very good at at dealing with a woman physically or with that nose? He's very good at dealing. That's what I envision. So you, what do you? No what, comment. Explain his, 
So his nose. I don't I need never, to respond to every one of these. He doesn't have like a huge no, no. nose. It's it's what uh, no, average. But it, it's good. Oh, okay. I I, I yeah. fair enough. So Chris, what do you find attractive? It's functional. About, it's you know, it's very that, right? functional. I love it, by the way, how the first segment we're talking about serious racial issues facing this country. Then You're t- the one that's setting this whole segment. You're no, the I know. one that's totally charging this power. I love it. Right? I love He's it. He's the one that's we doing it. We came on no, for a like like No, 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 no. no. I'm not complaining. You're the one that started this Why don't you let me finish the sentence? I love the fact, and I'm not being that we start the show talking about very serious topics, and then we talk to Dan Duva, who's a very good hockey play-by-play guy, and now we're talking to a former Dominic, a very funny comedian, Delilah. I love this. Uh, Chris, what do you find attractive about Delilah? About Delilah? Yeah, I want to know. Personality and gifted bodily features that are top notch (laughs) across the board. We were having a. That's my uh, answer on the spot here on the radio. That is fair. Very nice. It's very fair. Thank you very much. Thank you. Chris is a nice guy. But is it true, though, that sometimes women don't like nice guys? Like you heard the saying, nice guys finish last. Is there any truth to that? Just idiots. Is there truth to that? Yeah, there's honest. definitely truth to that. Idiots. I mean, I mean, I was I mean, an idiot one time for a piece of crap, but he was really nice when I first. Have met him. you heard of? Uh, there's something going online now. I don't know if you guys heard of this. It's it's uh, how men pick up chicks right now. I don't pay attention to this stuff. I'm just saying I saw it online, so I don't want you to think that I'm reading. <laughs> well, these you books. probably should pay attention to uh, it because no, this guy's I'm, picking up chicks. I'm, I'm doing, doing it's okay. got to be. You so like to pick called, up chicks, right? So yeah, but I don't. I don't to. take advice. I just do what works for me. Anyway, there's something <laughs> called uh, the scrambler. Have you heard of this? No. So. If a woman is like not talking to a guy, and she, you could look it up, you could Google it. I'm not making this up. The Scrambler. If a woman is ignoring a guy, or it's an ex, or it's somebody you want to get with, mm. you send her a text message that says, "Hey, I really need your help with something. Can you please call me or text me?" And that's it. And then you, it's so stupid, but it, apparently it works. Some guys do. The woman contacts the man, and you ignore them and ghost them for like a month. And it gets the woman to think about the man. Why is he not getting back to me? Blah, 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 blah. What's going on? And I guess the goal is don't be always available. Don't answer your text. Don't answer your phone calls. Make the first text. They will get back to you. And then scramble their head up a little bit. And it makes them want to talk to you and want to see you. So I don't know if that works or not. I would never do that because I think it's stupid. But apparently I've talked to some men who do do that. Yeah. Do you think there's any truth to that? The scrambler. Scrambling a woman's head. Does that work? That's only worked once for me because I needed to. I'll just bang his So friends. it would work. It would work. Yeah, it, and only only once. Just, I was super attracted to this person. It I was like a weird, different level yeah. of, I've never met anyone like that. But a couple of guys have tried it after that, and I just don't so care. So what do you, so let me ask so you So it doesn't this. work for everybody all the time. Understood. Uh, does it, is it a lie when some women say size doesn't matter? Is that a lie? Because I think no. it is. It's not a lie. Some women. You can't um, be with somebody that's two inches. Come on, let's be honest here. I mean, if you're really good at other things, like okay. buying me things. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> now I know you're being honest with that, but let's. But come on, come on. You're not going to marry a guy that's that's I very mean, small. I've dated a micro penis before. Can I say that? Already? Have you really? Yeah. And you didn't mind it. You can say that, yeah. No. It was okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, I think it wasn't women, okay, but okay, it wasn't great in the in the in bed. Um, that's what you're saying. it was actually phenomenal. Okay, I almost, so he was good at other things. Those details. He was he was good at other things. I get yeah, what you're he saying. was great at other things. So what do you think, Chris? Which type of person is he? Is he that guy? Or I think he... he's going to be really good at buying me things. <laughs> wow, this is so interesting. I never thought, I can, Chris, I can of that understand person. That. He'll take yeah. you to like a buffet. I can see that. I can see that. I can see you working right there. I see it. I see. You it. would take her to what a comped buffet at like the Gold Coast or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ellis Island. <laughs> oh, I like that Barbecue place. at Ellis Island. Oh. Not just the cafe. I am, I'll take you for some a, think, a full rack of ribs, girl. Oh, and see? we'll do it up All right. right. Okay. Yeah, so, he's got my heart. He's got my heart. So, about. Uh, mm-hmm. can we get some romantic music? Yeah, we kind of need so, it. So, first date, taking off here. she agrees to go out with you. You don't agree, even though you said it, you were intrigued. You don't go in the back of her car. You want to take her somewhere nice on the first date. Gun uh, range? Where would you, I want to know, where would you take Delilah on the first date? <laughs> What would be the place of choice for Chris Wynn to take a, a nice lady like Delilah? A, a romantic dinner? Like, wh- where would you take her? Let's pretend I didn't offer to uh, bang you in the back. No, of the- I know. Yeah, so we just it's just a typical first yeah. date, right? Yeah, I want to yeah. know where you take her. That's all. I'd pr- probably be, be, you know. Bingo ha- at Arizona a, Charlie's. A, a solid, <laughs> solid, casual slash fine dining restaurant. Something, you know, something along those lines. Something so McDonald's like, or, or something I'm a typical dude. <laughs> I'm a typical Vegas dude. So, yes, yeah. that's probably what I would do. Where would you take her? Would it be like a $200 dinner? It'd be like Piero's or something like that. Or, you know, okay. a little, little prime rib action or something like that. Okay. Or maybe Italian. That's a nice place. Maybe, maybe a little Nora's action or, uh, or uh, the uh, steakhouse down there on Sahara. So Delilah, what's first a, date. Steakhouse, what's, a, what's the steakhouse called in Sahara? The one that we, that we hit up uh, uh, a couple times. Um, why am I drawing a blank as well? Yeah, it's so I have uh, like, the Golden Steer. Golden Steer. I'd make yeah. a, we make oh, a Golden Steer run. That's expensive or, or for, an Italian. That's a joint. lot of money. Yeah. That'll run you like you're at least two hundred dollars. You're asking me questions, and I two hundred dollars. Well, that's I'm, nothing. You lose I'm that. I'm pulling my ad lib skills out here on the radio. Well, so am I. You think I? You think I came up with a bunch of questions that I knew I was going to ask? I'm just going with the flow here. All right. So he takes you to Golden Steer. It's a very high class joint restaurant, and it's it's expensive too. Was that does that impress you if Chris takes you to a really nice steakhouse or no? Not really. I don't like eating in front of people. It's a weird insecurity I have. I want to go out and do something well, interesting. You're going to be doing a lot of that if you're hanging out with Chris Wynn. I'm just telling you. No, uh, I don't eat anymore. I have like <laughs> I eat cigarettes and painkillers. That is my diet. Cigarettes and painkillers. And, and well, whiskey. Chris does not I like smoke. some ibuprofen every once in a while. Oh, yeah. oh he gets wild. He gets and, very uh, romantic. I'll power back my cap into cokes on occasion. You know. <laughs> How romantic! You guys could take ibuprofen together. That's that's, <laughs> there you go. that's very romantic. Um, all right, so you're not really impressed. He doesn't know that, but he still takes you to a nice steakhouse. You can take your ibuprofen afterwards. Uh, Chris, um, on this first date, do you make a move as far as do you go for the kiss? What do you try to do on the first 100%. date? 100%. You give her at a least kiss. a kiss. Yeah. Do, would you Would you kiss him on the first date? Be honest. I'm not. No, I'm not a kisser. Kissers, too, kissing is too personal. Yeah. It makes sense. So what? What is it? Just a hug? Yeah. That's it. Do you? Do you if so, I, so Delilah, Brian sounds disappointed right yeah, now. Yeah, I answer. am disappointed. He doesn't sound like he's very. happy. I have to with, be really. So like hold on. It, a it takes me forever to warm up to someone. We have to be friends first. You've already warmed up to me. You barely know me. Yeah, but we have to be friends first. Like hang oh, okay. out. Okay. Get to know each other. Well, you guys comedy clubs. That's not, that, that's not good for a guy like Shap because Shap's a full court press kind of guy. He's yeah, a kind of guy he loves. He loves action like right away. Yeah, so like he he'll go for the action. right He would away. never want to be with me because yeah. I'm like. That's not true. If I really, if I really, really like somebody, I can wait a long time most, for any of that. Stuff. Most men get no, frustrated with me because they're like, "Oh, she friends on me," but that's no, how you listen. get into anything. No, exactly. listen, listen. Yeah. What Chris is saying is not true. So, not necessarily true. So, if I go out with a woman and uh, I don't feel like. It's the relationship type thing, but I feel some attraction. Then Chris makes a valid point. However, there have been plenty of times in my life where I go out with someone and she's super cool and I, I love her company and I could totally wait for that stuff. However, okay, so what I said however, is not, not true. Hold on, it's let just, me finish. It's kind of true. See how he interrupts me all saying. the time. Well, no, because you said what I let said was finish. not true, but then you're saying what you just let described was that it's kind of true. What There's I said different about scenarios. You. If I find somebody <laughs> that I really like. Um, I can wait a while, but if we've gone on several dates and there's zero intimacy, I'm not talking about sex or anything like that. I'm talking yeah. about some sort of kissing or something. Uh, then 
I get a little frustrated with there that. There should be some kind of touching on your shoulder, some kind of touching or anything so for, for you, there to so indicate can you, she likes can you. Can you try that now? Can you touch Chris's shoulder for me? I charge for that. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I tried for you, man. I tried. <laughs> so so how many dates do you think it would take for you to touch Chris's shoulder? I It, it just depends on how we get to know the each vibe, other. Right? Yeah, it's, it's got to be the vibe, yeah. getting drunk, rate the vibe, out. Rate the vibe right now on a scale 1 to 10, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. What is your vibe with c Win right now? I like him. Like 4. Mm-hmm. He's very talkative. I like men who talks a lot. 4 is not very good. 4 is good because most people are 0 What's and stay our at vibe 0. on a scale 1 to 10? A what? What's our vibe? You and me. No, negative 2. Oh, that's you're working not good. my nerves today? That's not good. Wow, that's really bad. That's not good. Negative 2 is terrible. What happens if you get in the negatives with you? What, what, what happens then? You just, Do you just to, leave the date? You just or? have to pay more. That's all. Have you ever just walked out on a date in the middle of a date? Um, no, I don't date Chris, a lot. And if I, I probably have don't you ever remember. Done that? Have you ever just walked out in the middle of a date? I have not, no. Okay, I stick so, it out. All right, so, well, I power through it. I don't know what you mean by stick it out, but don't do it here. Um, so... <laughs> I, I walked yeah. out on one date my entire life. Can really? I give you the quick story and then we'll take a break? It's yeah. a funny story and I can't believe I'm going to say this on the air, but it's very funny. Uh, so I was on a dating website called Plenty of Fish back in the day and um, met a beautiful, what I believe to be, a beautiful Asian woman. And uh, we talked on the phone once and we met for sushi. And uh, what, are you, what are you guys doing? Are you looking at the, the, the video we're stream? At, we're looking at the, uh, or oh, we, we have a uh, Focus, comments. pay we attention. We have quality comments on the uh, Pay attention. Le- on the <laughs> Shut up, media. pay attention. Uh, so <laughs> do we have me so far? I met this girl online. Yes. We meet for the first time. First time I meet her was at a local sushi restaurant. Hi, how are you? Deep voice, Adam's apple. So the first thing I see is, oh, my God, I think this might be a guy. Now, listen, some people like that sort of thing. I have no problem with what you do to your body. Probably something you should probably tell somebody. But at this time, I'm not 100% sure. I'm like 90% sure. We sit down. She has bigger hands than me. Uh, Do you have any kids? Do you have any kids? No. Um, So as the seconds and minutes go by, I'm getting a little nauseous. Not because... Not because I have a problem with anybody not who's with a transgender. Not with a surprise penis. I support, right. I support, listen, everybody knows I support the LBG community and I have no, pr- it's just not my thing the to LBG date somebody. Community. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And it's something that you should the probably. The peanut butter and jelly community. So I'm panicking. Uh, while we're sitting there, I'm, like Chris is right now next to you. I'm, I'm sweating. I'm panicking. Um, I'm uncomfortable. Not Again, not because Because I have, it might be bigger than yours? No, because that's not what I'm attracted to oh, and that's okay. not what all I right. want. Um, so I go to the bathroom. And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, what do I do? Do I sit here for the rest of the meal? I did something that I probably regret, that I probably shouldn't have done. I left. Um, I get into my car and I send her a text and I apologize to her. I said, listen, I'm really sorry. I didn't feel the vibe. Uh, so she starts swearing at me. And she st- I-, I was nice to her. I just said, listen, I'm, I did apologize. Did you pay? You best. We didn't even order. We didn't even oh. get to ordering the food oh, yet. I ordered a Sprite and I left. I, I-, I think uh, I went back and I put like 10 bucks on the table. I said, I'm sorry. I left. I go back into my car. So she starts swearing at me. She calls me names. So I say to her in a very nice way, can you please be honest with me? Uh, were you born a woman? She doesn't deny it. She tells me to go F myself. And then she sends me a naked picture, which does not appear to be... A natural woman's body, if you know what I am saying. Oh. It was not a picture that I wanted to see. And um, <laughs> no. it was a little traumatic for me. And I, I don't think I handled it bad. I didn't call her anything rude. I didn't call her any names. I just, it, it, you know, that don't you believe that that's something that you should probably tell somebody before you meet somebody? Another example. That, 
That was a setup. Like, you don't do that. Right. It was wrong. It's right? messed up. I met deceptive. A, yeah. I met a girl yeah, online. Online. She ta- One more quick story. I met a girl online talking to her for a month, right? She never would talk to me on the phone. I thought that was weird. And then she says, I want to meet you at your place. Uh, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've never even met you before. She says, listen, I promise you I'm not that kind of girl. Let's order a pizza. Let's watch a movie or something. At this point, I'm so curious because I feel like she's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we'll do it. She shows up. I'm showing her around my little one bedroom, which didn't take long. Kind of small. Chris has seen it. Uh, But uh, that sounded really bad. But uh, anyway, one bedroom, right? I'm showing her around. Five minutes goes by. And I'm like, hello. She doesn't say one word to me. Very pretty, by the way. I was like, wow, she's gorgeous. But doesn't say one word. I said, hello, do you talk? She points to her ears. 150% deaf. Doesn't tell me. Oh, okay. We're sitting on the couch. Doesn't read lips. We're writing back and forth to each other on a notebook. That That's kind of cool. Um, cool, but strange. It's an awkward situation for me, and she didn't tell me. I wasn't prepared. So I say goodnight to her, give her a kiss goodnight, and it was a little strange. My friend comes over after. He's like, so how did your take go? And I'm like, read it. It's all right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Just so bizarre. I so why wouldn't she tell you in all the interactions you had previously that she was hearing impaired? I don't because I believe – this is my – she told me this and she admitted people this to me. She believes that a lot of people will not go out with her because of that reason. And, yeah. and I, what I told her was the truth. I said, listen, I don't mind going out with you, but you need to be honest with people. If somebody doesn't – won't go out with you because you're deaf, then they're not the right person for you. Straight up. Be honest well, here's with the somebody. Thing. Here's the thing, Delilah and Brian. They're gonna fi- you're going to find out. Like the first time you meet the person or you're trying to interact with them. Yes. The and person is going to find out that you are hearing impaired, right? And then you're annoyed that yeah. you lied so the whole time. It's, it's, right. it's, right. it's inevitable, yeah. right? So those are true why. stories. Those are so, those are so those the are true reasoning doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay, well, they won't go out yeah. with me. Well, they're not going to yeah. do it if they, you know, you're going to create a situation, correct? Which happened with you that yeah. ended up being awkward. It was and strange. I had an awkward date situation like that. Me and yeah. this guy were talking online for a while, and he had great pictures, and we had great yeah. conversation. We had fun, yeah. And we finally met up. Mm-hmm. He neglected to say that he was five foot or four nine. Mm-hmm. Not a problem, but you know, let me know. I went and I brought with me some cheap booze. Mm-hmm. We're in the movie. We're watching a movie, having a great time. When I go on dates, I'm going to pay for my way, so I don't feel like I, I owe you anything. Because for some reason nowadays, men are like, "Well, if I buy that drink, what if it's a free buffet? Like, what if Chris gets a comp at the buffet? I don't do buffets. I don't oh, okay." Eat. In front of people. Right. What if he gets you a comp? It's my secret shame. Right. My eating. What if he gets free Cry. drinks because he's he's losing money at playing slot machines? Oh, then I'm in. I'm You'll in. take it. Okay. Yeah, I'll take All the right. free so drinks. So, Chris, it's okay. Yeah, if he's not paying, then I don't owe him, okay. you know, I got to bang Fair like enough. the waitress or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, me and this guy are hanging out, and I'm drinking this real shitty wine, and I get sick, and I'm feeling sick. Mm. So, we have to end up leaving the movie early. And I'm nauseous, and he's known I've been sick the whole time. Right. He walks me to my car and he goes in for a kiss, Ooh. which is awkward because he's shorter than me. Mm. And he gets close and I just so he's like up, he's like he's like your belly button. Is he's that like up saying? to your boobs. He basically that, kissed your belly yeah. button. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was kind of four kinda, foot, four foot what wow. nine? I was that? hunched over because I was gagging from the cheap wine. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. And then he goes in for a kiss and I make that you know that 
sound. Like you're about to about to throw up. Like yes. you're about to get sick. Yes. Not a good and he sign. still was going in for you. Still going in for some. No, when he went in, that's what happened. And I I was just like, I am the worst. Well, person I'll tell you on what. Let's, let's let's create Poor that little guy. Let's create that uh, noise. Chris, please take your shirt off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all right. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a break. We got uh, the lovely Delilah, a comedian. We're gonna talk about some of her upcoming gigs coming up next. Yeah. I also want to uh, transform this. They've already gone out on this date. Uh, there was no kiss. Chris tried to kiss you you backed away so we're going to see if chris asks you on a second date when we come back we'll, we'll we'll transform this and see if this this relationship works out uh we'll take a break and when we come back we'll also open up the phone line 702-221-7283 do you think chris win and delilah make a good couple do plus you... we got to talk about my strippers i picked up some strippers this weekend too. oh you did oh, okay yeah. well I'm, I'm always interested in talking about that but chris probably won't believe you because according to chris all, all strippers <laughs> no, I'll want her money. oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay all Look right we'll take we'll take a quick break again that number Number to call if you want to be a part of this very interesting and stimulating conversation. The number to call is 702-221-7283. Again, that number is 702-221-7283. We're here with Delilah, Chris Wynn. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You are listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Tuesday. I want to tell you about smoke? A, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think our program director would like that very much. <laughs> but uh, I want to tell you about uh, a very fresh new candidate that I met, Eva Chase. Uh, she is running for lieutenant governor. She's a transgender woman, and uh, she's a fighter for not just the gay community and the LGBT community, BLM as well. A lot of things that I, I certainly support, she supports as well. Please follow her on social media, Facebook, Twitter. She's been in Vegas for pretty much as close as I have, almost 20 years. She's worked at uh, one of the properties, one of the NGM properties, for 13 years. Hardworking person, a good person, and I highly recommend you at least learn some information about her. Eva Chase for Lieutenant Governor, uh, and uh, check her out. I promise um, you'll uh, learn some good things about her. She's a very nice person, and uh, I certainly support her for Lieutenant Governor. Speaking of which, the guy that's coming in studio tomorrow who's actually... Running for governor, um, I want to play you uh, again a few seconds of one of his commercials. I'm talking about Guy Nora. He, this guy is going to be joining us in studio tomorrow, and this is a part of Guy Nora's commercial that he's running on social media, radio, TV. Have a listen to this. Uh, this is Guy Nora running for governor in the great state of Nevada, and these are some of his talking points that he talks about in some of his commercials. Here it is. I'm Guy Nora. I want to be your next governor. I'm going to talk to you directly in full honesty and frankness. Share with you my ideas for turning around Nevada's economy, teaching our kids how great America is while keeping critical race theory out, and expose the election fraud we all know is there. Instead of asking for your vote, I'm going to earn it. I'd like to have Delilah sitting on his lap uh, during the interview, but I don't know. Uh, Delilah, what is he talking about when he talks about critical race theory? I, I don't understand this. What is critical race theory, and, and why do so many Republicans bring it up? Do you have any opinion on that? I don't even know what that is. I don't make no sense. I don't know what that is. Exactly. What, what are they talking about? They're the just... funniest part, Brian, is Guy Nora's talking about how he's going to stiff-arm <laughs> critical race theory. Yeah. Like he's like it's Guy Nora. You put yeah. him in office, about, and he's, he's going to absolutely just block it Like it would be so horrible anywhere around Nevada Like it would be schools. so horrible if a Republican could do a commercial and say, I'm going to get rid of racism. Like, boy, that would be just so horrible, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get rid of hatred. I'm going to get rid of racism. But no, 
They want to talk about critical race theory. What, what uh, is just, critical race theory? Is it that black people exist, that other minorities exist in uh, our hate over, like, the, over, the over over ramping, you know, that definition of it essentially is that uh, every aspect of American society has a racial element to it. That's like the basic, most basic way. It's a made up term by Republicans. Now, look, it's yeah. a theory. So there's a lot. There, and by the way, I believe it, it, it uh, came it's into fruition back in, the, back in the early 70s, late 60s, mm-hmm. some, somewhere in that matter. There was a, a few uh, scholars, we'll call them, right, that, right. that have an opinion mm-hmm. regarding it. It's not something that's been taught in schools, though, at all for the last, like, 50 years. And you know how I know this? It's a made up term. You know how I know this? It's a made up issue a made-up yeah, problem it is okay you know i know this because all of us went to sc- at schools in some way shape or form right yeah. whether it was yes. elementary school middle school high school college in some in some instances right mm-hmm. none of us even knew what this was nope. up until like a year and a half ago none of us ever heard the term or the initials crt used at all so it's a big made-up issue Delilah, yeah, it's another, it's another it's, reason it's, yeah, and it's, it's, to keep us separated. Exactly. Another reason to get us pissed yeah, off at each other, Yeah, if we go right? to school, yeah. we know that the Europeans came to America and murdered the natives. Yeah. Just because you put a different name on it and call it a theory doesn't illegitimize the fact. No, it's history, and I think it's people— It's what happened. Uh, I wasn't taught uh, anything inappropriate when I was a kid. I, I learned what slavery was. I think it's important that everybody know it happened. Uh, when you talk about Native Americans, it's certainly important to know a little bit of the history. Uh, doesn't mean that America's uh, genuinely bad, but some bad things— I mean, things, it does. Well, I think, I think it, it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that uh, everything in our history is bad. Like, I think of Abraham Lincoln— uh, who abol- who was one of the uh, at the forefront of abolishing slavery, and I think he was a hero for doing so. But yeah, but that was just blocking the South from money. Well, it wasn't like whatever the reason he was saving black people. We do have the a South was making moments, too much money. Right? Both of you yeah. in our history, in we America, do. But right? if we pretend they don't moments, exist, slavery happens to be one of those atrocious sure, things, of course. And there's been this kind of theme and movement in the last in recent years where white people like us, Brian, okay. And Ron DeSantis and these other people want to get on this soapbox of, well, we shouldn't be made to feel guilty about what happened in the past yeah. when it comes to race. Right. And it's ridiculous. It's like, why should you, We should you, acknowledge though? it and acknowledge understand it. it. Why are you feeling guilty yeah. about something you didn't have a part yeah, of? Yeah, I don't feel guilty. Uh, weird. I, I feel yeah. sorrow that people had to go through that. Uh, mm-hmm. It's terrible. And I feel sorry uh, for any victim of any hate crime racism you know what happened i don't it's hot in africa whatever <laughs> well i'm not here now I, i've never been to have you ever been to africa <laughs> no no i wouldn't i wouldn't know they either, got wild so. animals and whatnot and there really are there's the, right there, there really are animals there's are, ac here this is the yeah. best country to be poor love, in ever that well i mean there is so, there is ac here that is that is true about that you there go to walmart AC. and anything i don't know is there a walmart in africa i don't know i ain't been uh, is there, there has to be right there, i gotta in believe in some of the major cities in africa did you hear Walmart. that there are no more McDonald's in Russia? That they're getting rid of McDonald's? Well, yeah, they, there's a lot of they, they don't, that are pulled out of that country. No. A lot of stuff that's I'm no longer there. I'm a big 7-Eleven fan. I like the Slurpees. Do they have? Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm a big Slurpee fan. Oh, that I love it so yeah. much. I, I've always been a big fan so of Slurpees. Like, my, my history is my parents, my great-great-grandparents were slaved, brought over to Barbados in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Then when the canal was being built by the French and Chinese, they couldn't handle it and they kept dying out. Mm -hmm. So they got the freed slaves to come over to Panama to build the canal. Mm -hmm. And then my dad snuck over the border into America because thanks to, I guess, critical race theory, y'all guys didn't know, this color spoke Spanish. (laughs) So we got to come over the border and stay here. Is this the kind of conversation that you would have with Chris Wynn on a second date? Would there be a second date? 
He goes for the move. He tries to kiss you. You back away. Maybe that freaks you out a little bit because Chris openly admitted that he would have tried to kiss you. I'm very honest, so I'd tell him why. I'd tell him I'm weird and it's Can my we stuff. Do, if Chris says, okay, so ask her out on a second date, how would you do that? Honestly, well, you're, that's kind of weird. Add, like, oh, not weird to me. For a se- I mean, no, I'm talking about like just on the second date, I would... That's that's weird because we, we we would be in engaged in conversation throughout the first date and it would come up casually, Casual, right? Yeah. yeah, not like asking. Not, this guy right like here putting me on the spot again? on the radio saying, "Oh yeah, how would you ask for a second date?" is stupid. <laughs> it's a dumb thing to not do. Not stupid at so all. It's hey, I really dumb. enjoyed our yeah. time. Uh, this this is a really good time. Uh, I think you're an awesome chick. I'd love to be able to take you out again sometime. What do you think, Delilah? Um, that's so nice. Let's wing it. Okay. Let's Boy, that play was, it by ear. That was so awkward, Chris. That was so awkward. Gosh, that was extreme. Delilah, okay, was that so, as okay, awkward so, for you as it yeah, was for that me? Yeah, was, that wasn't weird at all. But, Brian's Brian, the way I he do, asked you that wasn't any, I'm a comedian. Wasn't like I do overly awkward. formal in any way. Delilah, was that awkward? I'm sure that's how you would I act. Do, I live for awkward. I'm a comedian. I didn't feel like that was awkward. Awkward is good for me. Yeah. I feel at home. Let's go to the phones. 221-7283. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, what do you think about these two, Chris Wynn and Delilah? Um, yeah, it's a pretty good matchup. Um, um, first off, is anybody into threesomes and foursomes? I, I have no. I'm not involved in this. No, absolutely no? not. No. I'm into threesomes. If uh, let me tell you winning, something. Yeah. Let me be very clear, Fernando. For those of you that are, let me be very clear. Anything sexual foursomes. that would involve anybody by the first name Chris, I am not interested. I just there's want, a, Fernando, okay. there's a big difference, right, between threesomes and foursomes, right? Unless well, are we talking yeah. golf? Because I played a foursome with Brian Feldman and Chris Matthews the other day, and nothing sexual <laughs> there. We had a good time. Four men, but that was a foursome. That was a golf that we were playing golf. How hot is the woman you're bringing to the table? No, I, I can't see that. We, we, we would have to go to um, we have to go to Flex, then after that we'll go to Sapphire and um, look for some she-males, and we'll have a good old time. Well, Brian has—I mean, uh, <laughs> Brian has a slew in his phone. Turns out, apparently, I have some experience there. Fernando, do you seriously think that Chris and Delilah will eventually go out on a date? What do you think of the chances here? I think ninety percent. Sure, why That's not? Really well, good. Have a good time, have some drinks. Yeah, have some fun. Hey, you guys have a, take care. All right, have a good th- thanks, time. Fernando. Ninety percent—that's pretty. I wouldn't put it that That's high. That's odds. a little ridiculous. Yeah. Do, do, do you find a man that plays caveman Kino on the slot machines attractive? I, I don't. You don't even know what that is. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about somebody like me? I'll, I'll put myself in this uh, aura as well of gambling. Do you find someone that plays slot machines till two or three in the morning very sexy? No. You don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, how would you change a man? Could you change a man? It's like, for example, Chris Wynn, he's, he's getting off his shift. Could you rock his world and say, Chris, you're not going to gamble at the gaming bar now. You're coming over. You I think, think he'd could... rather hang out with me than like lose money in slot machine. Could do both, though. I mean, Could no, not really. I get Chris, bored easy. That's a question for me, Brian, or mm-hmm. any other male. Mm-hmm. That'd be yes. a question for the guy. Well, I'm asking you. Right? Would you? Would You'd you? Say, would you give up? Caveman 100%. Kino for a woman? I would not be going and gambling <laughs> if I have, have a chance. What to, do you mean a hundred percent? You do it every some, night. Get some backside instead. That's not an easy decision. <laughs> Absolutely, get some backside. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be. You know, I'm trying to be. You know, uh, G-rated here so on the radio. Romantic, so yeah. romantic. Yeah, exactly. Get some backside. You know I like saying, that. Though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yes, if a guy's offered that, okay, as opposed to going out and sitting oh, hold on at a, a machine. See, here's, here's another, here's another way, question. Gambling. If a beautiful woman like Delilah said to you, uh, and you guys have already been out, you've been intimate, everything's going great. If she said to you, um, I, you can never play Cape Mankino again if you're going to be in a relationship with me, what would be your answer to that? Obviously, the answer would be uh, I would be uh, I would take a step back. <laughs> I'd be like, what? 
Because, again, another Brian Shapiro weird question. Numchuck and Delilah. Does he not ask Why weird do you questions? It's a weird-ass question. I think it's, it's, it's a weird, valid it's question. It's a crazy Of course, I would take a step back and be like, what? So what you are you would, talking about? So you would, I would say, uh, what risk, are you talking about? You yes. would risk a loving relationship for your love of Caveman Kino. That's okay, basically so what you're Now you're, adding in, in, you're introducing different See, aspects. New, yeah, that's a different it, yes. element. Yeah, so he's introducing different elements. We're talking and, and about a relationship. Saying, you're moving the goal, as our friend Jim Gemma would say, Brian, you're moving the goalpost here, okay? Well, apparently your goalpost is not as important as your Caveman Kino. You shouldn't shouldn't be trying to change someone's entire... You can never... Yeah. Like, I know a lot of women love when their men don't have fun when they're around. Like, Mm -hmm. I hang out with a lot of comedians and they're married... And the minute they're having fun, their cell phone blows up with weird, unnecessary texts from the wife. Women know when you're having fun. Your like significant other knows when you're having fun, and they will definitely message you and block you. Yeah, I'm not that type. If you want to gamble, get your gamble on. But don't yeah. be mad if while you're on the machine, I make a friend and go hang out with someone else. So, Delilah, let's flip this over onto Shapiro here for a second. Sure. Are you getting we indication only got three here minutes. by his line of questioning that he has been, a, been in a number of dysfunctional relationships <laughs> when it comes to women? Is that a fair assessment were, by They me? were very controlling. They were extremely exactly. controlling. Okay, exactly. so let me ask. And right. not in the fun let way. Let me ask any normal man a question. Have they ever not been in a dysfunctional relationship? I think that's a very average answer. Yes, of course, we've all been in dysfunctional relationships. My dysfunction's up front. So you know what you're getting into. Yes. I'm super weird up front. Like, I'll walk up mm-hmm. to him and sniff him. Like, one idiot I was with, that's what I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's mad later that you're crazy and weird. And I was like, you knew that day one. What are you doing? Is there any possibility... Without me there asking questions in the middle of the date, because that would be weird. That you guys, that you guys can maybe have a drink together before yeah. you come back in. And yeah, then, and we're then about you, to go get then, some free barbecue. And then both of you can talk yeah. about Ellis your date Island. on the air. Is that yeah, possible? Yeah, we're gonna go to Ellis that? Island like right that. now. Because I we actually can't do it right now, but we can. We're I actually like. I like yeah. the vibe you guys have. I really do. <laughs> have no, the camera absolutely hang out. Have the cameras follow us around. Would you agree? No BS. Make sure you ask me for a second date really awkward while we're in the middle of the So here's what we're gonna do. How would you? Chris, how would you ask exactly? How would you? Ask? And then he gets he has I his never, little formal and his his little formal uh, setup that he had. Hold on, I never like, got to brag about. I've had a great time with you. It's been really exhilarating having to spend some time with you and get a chance. What do you think about us going out on another date? You know, I mean, it's just like. Hold on, I never got to a, brag about my stripper. We, we all know he's. I just want to say this, to, and then I'll give you that opportunity. Yeah. I just want to say this: the fact that Chris could be in a loving relationship with a woman and he might choose Kate Mankino over the relationship is probably the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my. <laughs> Life. Go ahead, Delilah. Uh, that, give, that, give, give some of the stuff you got upcoming. What do you got going on? Okay, in your life? so um, what I got going on is I'm going to be hanging out at Palomino's Gentleman's Club a oh, lot. We, we frequent there. that establishment before. I've been and there we love before. It. Yes. I yes. met an angel named Envy. She's a sweetheart. Nice. Go say hi to her. That's Tell a her woman, Delilah right? sent you. Yes. Okay. Full. 100%. I got to check. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do not touch the ladies without consent. Yes, yes, that's mm-hmm. always very good. ever envy. Okay, well, envy. Um, I'm going to be going to Georgia and doing some comedy in Georgia. Oh, I'm finally going to get to travel. Stay, stay away from the uh, Republicans out there; they're not very nice. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been kicked yeah. out of the South before. Yeah, it's fine. Out. They're the ones who sang uh, who, who who sang the tune of "Hang Mike Pence" at the insurrection. Uh, oh, some people in Georgia were there. Such yeah. weirdos. Yeah. Our, wow. um, I'll be doing that for Armani Jones comedy on Instagram. Very so cool. I'll be, I guess, in Georgia for a month, yeah. in Florida, bouncing around the yeah. south. So let's get you back here in studio in like a month or so, and both of you at the same time, and uh, you guys could tell me how your little date went. And we can... I'm on a, I'm on a dating show actually. Oh, what's it called? It's uh, can we get Chris on that show? Uh, yes, <laughs> I totally want him on that show. 
It's a Sauced in the City singles dating game. And I was going on there to just be like the creepy third Mm. person. It's all blind. Mm -hmm. So I was just going to be like the creepy third lady that they never pick. (laughs) So the first time I go on there, this weirdo picks me. (laughs) So now we kind of have a thing. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's... I'm looking forward to this date that you I guys are I said all the have. horrible, wrong yeah. things you say, and yeah. he was like, that's the one. So you know, I'm really I'm really looking forward to this date uh, that you're going to have. Well, anyway, Chris, that's thanks that's thanks for being here. Go. Delilah, thanks for being here. This, is, this has thanks been a lot of fun. Thanks for being a good sport, Delilah. Yes, so great. Yes, much fun. both of you. That, that was definitely good a lot times. of fun. Hey, tomorrow on the show, we got Guy Nora coming in studio. We're not going to be talking to him about uh, uh, any of the stuff we've done in hour number two, but uh, not going to ask Guy Nora about his sex life, but I will be asking him about... <laughs> I'll uh, do it. His run for governor and some serious <laughs> stuff. Well, the Guinora coming in tomorrow. Uh, Jameson Walsh is my hoops guru. And, uh, boy, we got a lot of NBA basketball to talk about with him. I got uh, the very funny and talented Steve Hofstetter. He's one of my favorite comedians uh, as well as Delilah, of course. Hofstetter's in town this weekend, so he's going to be joining me on the show Thursday along with a uh, former DA. It's going to be a special surprise joining us in studio on Thursday as well. Former DA here. So uh, we got a lot of great guests lined up. Uh, no former dominatrix uh, people, unfortunately. Uh, although, um, let me spank the future governor. That could be his only scandal. Is getting well, spanked on the, the radio end, right well, now. Well, at the end of the interview, I'll ask you. I'll go uh, get my paddle. I'll ask you if he's interested. I don't know. <laughs> is Steve Sislak coming in tomorrow? Is that no, what you're saying, not, future no, governor? He's not. Okay. Folks, have a great day. Thank you guys for for coming. It was awesome. Also, thanks to Dan Duva uh, for joining us on the show as well. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.